Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aw. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM, in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250. 9.30, you can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the program on Facebook Live and on YouTube. We've got a few in-studio guests, some phone guests coming up on the show as well, so you can watch along the festivities. If you like Pirate Radio on Facebook, you can watch the show there. You can chime in with your questions, comments, concerns, and also... Uh, on youtube we'll be monitoring that chat as well subscribe to pirate radio tv on youtube and uh, see all of our great video goodies including this show the brian bailey show our ecu post game and uh, everything else that we have available there for you on youtube so it's all there for you check us out on this tuesday all right we've got shirley Rhodes back softball shirley has returned the prodigal daughter has returned. <laughs> what's Hello, up? Shirley. What's up? How Welcome you doing? Back. Good to see you. Good to be back. I know Chandler is glad to have you back. Hello, Chandler. <laughs> you yeah. damn right, brother. Did a great job. How did things go there, Chandler? I, no, it went good. It went I fine. Was say, but Chandler, my phone didn't ring, so I figured everything was fine. Chandler always talks about how it does give him anxiety when you throw him on the audio board. Oh, so, okay. But he got it done. I thought he did a great job. I got the job done. Um, but yeah, like Clip said, it does run some anxiety blood through my veins okay and cj gives a confused look at that as did i content junkie schaefer cj schaefer oh joining us self-proclaimed by the way nobody gave him that nickname okay that was given to himself by himself okay but we're gonna roll with it it's fine not a not a problem the content junkie uh working on some content back there so from now on i need to refer to him as content junkie when i am well, addressing him if you'd like especially Just junkie especially when he screws up we're gonna <laughs> like, use hey, that name. junkie <laughs> can you uh zoom in see what he's working on over there uh, i wish we had a camera and i want to see all his tabs across the top to see if he's looking at anything uh, he shouldn't be He's working on some sort of graphic. I know that. Those are my favorite when somebody posts like a screenshot of something and it's got a tab that's not supposed to be on there. (laughs) See if CJ's got any of those over there. (laughs) All right. So that's the crew here uh, joining us on the program today. Looking forward to catching up with former Pirate Lefty. He has now been in the Cardinals organization for nigh upon four or five years. Uh, Evan Krasinski will join us. He is heading to Florida for spring training coming up uh very soon he is also a diehard packers fan 
so we'll get his take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But we'll talk to Cruz. He's been a part of some great ECU teams. Also, that weird 2017 year where everything that could go wrong went wrong, including Cruz uh, getting hurt along with a lot of his teammates. So uh, he'll talk about facing some adversity in baseball, and he'll have a message for the Pirate fans after the 0-3 start to the season for East Carolina. We'll talk to Cruz coming up in about 20 minutes or so. At 4 o'clock, Courtney Layton will join us. Courtney is a former ECU softball player. If you've been to games uh, over at Daddy Ficklin Stadium, uh, the softball fields, uh, baseball fields, you've probably seen her, Menji's Coliseum, um, when her time was ending at East Carolina, she was doing a lot of video. She was doing some content junkie type stuff like CJ. Uh, she is now with WNCT uh, working on the digital side of things there. So talk about her career, um, her pirate career, and also what she's doing now covering ECU athletics, among other things. So she'll join us coming up at 4 o'clock. Kim McNeil, head coach of the ECU women's basketball team. They're playing pretty good. They've won three out of four. Maybe getting hot at the right time. Uh, they'll be in action for two home games this week, Thursday and Sunday. So we'll talk to Kim McNeil about the recent success and uh, about the games coming up this week as she will join us on the Pirate Radio Live line at around 425. Also in hour number two, the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will get you ready for tonight's college basketball action as uh, we've got some pretty good games going on tonight. East Carolina returning to the hardwood on Wednesday night when they go for the regular season sweep against USF. So we'll talk some college hoops with the big man in hour two. Steven Igo hoists the colors. We'll talk all things ECU coming up in hour number three of the show. And in hour number three, we'll uh, fire up the old ESPN Plus and check out some Pirate Baseball because ECU back in action today. I thought uh, we had good conversations with the players on Monday, and they all kind of said that uh, not what they wanted, but they are looking ahead and trying to get this thing on track uh, here early in the season. And a win today would uh, be just what the doctor ordered ahead of the North Carolina series coming up this weekend. It'll be ECU at Campbell. Campbell. Uh, began play with a home series against Appalachian State. Blew out App State in the opener on Friday, 9-0. They're looking good. Things are going fine. And then they drop two in a row. Uh, they lose 5-1 to one on Saturday, 5-4 to four on Sunday. So Campbell uh, coming into this game with a two-game losing streak. East Carolina, a three-game losing streak. Something's got to give when the Pirates take on the Camels, the fighting Haymires there in Bowie's Creek. Uh, we learned yesterday on the Brian Bailey show when he talked to Austin Knight that Carter Spivey he said will likely get the start today and be under a pitch count. Looks like it's going to be one of those bullpen games for East Carolina, although he said if Carter Spivey is cruising, they're not going to rush to take him out. So uh, we'll probably see Spivey on the mound to start with. Maybe he goes a couple innings, and then from there – it's all hands on deck. For East Carolina, they just got to hope the offense gets going, the bats get going, and uh, maybe Chandler today will be the day that we see that. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, the Pirates are in Bowie's Creek. Uh, Scott Rogers, the new ECU uh, baseball play-by-play announcer who we'll talk to tomorrow, uh, talk to tomorrow on the show, 
uh, they're getting some batting practice in. So, yeah, ECU looking to get their first win of the of the season after a tough weekend against Bryant. And then it's going to be even tougher this weekend against the Tar Heels. So, let's see what uh, Carter Spivey is, like you said, uh, most likely the uh, start on the bump today for the Pirates. So, uh, hopefully Pirates can uh, get it done today and roll uh, into this weekend with a W on the road in B- Billy's Creek. I'm predicting uh, some runs today. I think the Pirates can put up some runs today. I hope so. Seven, eight. Nice little eight to three win in Bowie's Creek. Make people feel a little bit better about what's happening with the season. Pirates with 10 total runs over the weekend. Yeah, we did the math. It didn't take us long yesterday to figure that out. And we were talking with uh, Mike Mullis, who we'll talk to later on in the year. I know he's uh, super happy about Aaron Rodgers posting on social media. Oh, yeah. Coming off, uh, coming off his cleanse. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> that was so strange, and we'll uh, we'll talk to Molly about that sometime. And uh, I'm sure you'll touch on it with Cruz, too. So. Yeah, Cruz, a uh, big-time Packers fan, will join us uh, in about 15 minutes or so. All right, um, so baseball today, we'll keep an eye on that in hour three of our show. Also make you a winner, open up the booty bag. We gave away a uh, Domino's pizza, by the way, yesterday, Shirley. So get that booty bag ready and warmed up for this afternoon. Oh. Um okay all right done what is today tuesday oh i had i should know it this. is tuesday are you having a bad two, case of the two, tuesday 22 22 it is does that mean anything to yeah you? i'm off a day are you so. feeling any we are you feeling weird today well are the just aliens makes coming taco tuesday that much more important huge taco tuesday oh is that a uh spoiler alert Ooh. for our giveaway possibly <laughs> yeah I'm starting to piece things together here, maybe. All right, so two twenty-two twenty-two. How are you celebrating, Chandler? Ah, I don't know. Maybe with some tacos. Maybe a deuce deuce tonight. Are those still a thing? Twenty-two ounce. They're looking at me funny. What is a deuce deuce? Like a twenty-two twenty-two ounce, ounce alcoholic beverage. I don't know if that's still a thing. Oh, is it? Is it called like a a forty? <laughs> no, that would be a forty ounce. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't i can't it's called a deuce deuce because it's 22 ounces a 40 well, i go 22 ounces where you can go 40 yeah well it's a, it's a price differential <laughs> you know just you maybe don't want that much i mean you go with a 40 if you have to pour one out for your homies that's and then true you finish off the t- remaining 22 ounces <laughs> the deuce deuce not enough to pour out if a homie passes away no. yeah so can you still buy a deuce deuce in a store i don't know maybe that's a thing I, of the past deuce deuce mm, yeah. maybe one of those those tall cans might be deuce deuces yeah not sure uh hit us up if you know the answer to that yeah all right um let's move on to hoops uh before we do that let's see what our uh let's see uh steve wonders if sometimes chandler says these things on purpose i don't think so <laughs> I think the great thing about no, no, Chandler no, no, no. is with Chandler, it's I am who I am. He's very genuine. Like mm-hmm. if he thinks something, he says it. But sometimes he thinks it, or he says it before he thinks it. Exactly. And then we have to filter out exactly what it you is. You guys that, are or, my no, 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 We have to decipher what it is that you're trying to say. Well, to that's us. fine because we always teach. We want to teach at least one thing to somebody every day, and we learned you something yeah. today. You learn something new every day, and occasionally well, see, Chandler I, I teaches knew us that. something I just, new. Like you just said, I did not think before I spoke. I'll tell you yeah. what Chandler can do, and I hope he does right now, is give me a manual 
edition of the CBS March Madness theme. Let's get into Brockatology. ECU South Florida Wednesday night Menji's Coliseum. Right now, I have both South Florida and ECU out of my field of 68. Wow. I'm going to say this is a loser leaves town match Wednesday night. The loser will not make the tournament as an at-large. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the winner will not make it as an at-large. Just not enough time left. Not enough time left on the clock. If East Carolina would have knocked off UCF, the guy doesn't hit the three, would have knocked off Temple if uh, Damian Dunn didn't hit the three. What are the other close losses, Chandler? Would have um, not got beat by 72 against Houston. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Lost that one. Cincinnati at home. At home on a last-second little floater. There. After the Pirates took a lead. That's true. Vance Jackson free throw. Yep. And then lost it on an offensive rebound. Couldn't get a rebound. If they'd have won all those, if they'd have held on to second-half leads against Oklahoma, which I don't know if they had a second-half lead, but they were right there in that game. And Davidson. Davidson and liberty what about ucf at home yeah we'll count count out if they'd have won all those games they could be on my bubble but unfortunately they are not but what they can do is finish out the the season strong with a win over south florida wednesday a win over tulsa saturday and then four straight wins in the conference tournament well before we get there we got wichita state yo do you want to lose or win that game do you want to be hungry (laughs) what if they are riding a a three-game winning streak there at the Dickies Arena. I think that's good momentum. Let's go into Dickies. Let's go ahead and win them, and we'll get into our best pair of Dickies. We should get. We should do a watch along for the tournament, just in all Dickies wear. Is that like, what the that 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 is what Dickies Arena is named after? I'm the assuming pants, the the britches, the, the drawers. Yeah, I'm sure they have like jackets the, the and stuff. Nail? The drawers. The drawers. The drawers. Yeah, okay. I love a good pair of denim uh, boxer shorts. <laughs> but nothing's more comfortable than that. Uh, I say we get our best Dickies, Chandler, and root on the Pirates. I'm hoping East Carolina finishes. We, is that free advertisement? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should try to get that deal. Hey, you're a sales guy, right? Yeah. Get Dickies on the phone. Hey, is this Dickies? We want to talk to Dickie. We don't want to talk to some... Yeah, we're, we're looking for Dickies. Uh, yeah. Dickies here? We don't want to talk to the vice president or the, the sergeant in arms. I think we should go back to the jerseys. I had a uh, uh, a guy come up to me at Clark LeClaire over the weekend and tell me that he really enjoyed our watch-alongs, especially when we wear the, uh, right. the basketball jerseys. Uh, does they like the eye candy, I guess. It's sex sales, they say. <laughs> so they... <laughs> They want to see us. Sex sales. <laughs> he said, do you talk to somebody? They specifically said they like us in the jerseys, right? Yes. We're like a piece of meat. We're like some Hooters they girls want in it. there. They're licking their chops for it. <laughs> you, oh y'all are disgusting. We can't just be two guys watching a basketball game. No, we, we have, have to, to have half of our body showing. We have to show our entire arms. <laughs> disgusting human beings. Necks, upper chesticles. But you know what? We'll do it for you if, you if that's what you want. If that's what you want, that's what we'll do. So maybe we'll have to break out the jerseys again. Uh, I want East Carolina to get into the 7 or 10 spot because that would be like a 3.30-ish start time. 
on a Thursday uh, for the AAC tournament. If they land in that 8-9, they will play at 1 o'clock. So I guess what we'd do in that case, Chandler, is just do a watch-along at, at 1 o'clock, and it would end about the time PRL tips off. That would make sense. Yeah. So either way, we'll be with you uh, coming up. Uh, for the AAC tournament, another watch-along. Hopefully we can get a win. Tournaments are... I'm, I'm, I'll compile like the overall East Carolina basketball conference tournament record it is not good but man when they win one it is so much fun it's fun survive in advance you start to get that feeling a little bit and then when they win two watch out that's when that's when things get a little little crazy you were talking about that brock young yes more run they like beat the southern 2010s. miss the one seed yeah yeah god we need to go on just a little run just a little run i'm not asking for much win a game and then be in the game in the second half of game two. That's all I'm asking for this year. Can we do that? Sure. Do we not, not agree? Let's do it. Do we not agree? Coming up tonight. Do we not agree? In college basketball. A couple games to keep an eye on. One in the Big East. UConn will host Villanova. 8 o'clock on FS1. Interesting night in the SEC. We'll break these down with Nadeau. But you've got some road favorites. Tennessee is a big favorite against Missouri on the road. Arkansas a one-point favorite against Florida on the road, and then Alabama is a road favorite against Vanderbilt. At least one of those teams will lose tonight as a road favorite. If I knew which one, I could make some money, but I don't know which one. Also tonight, top 25 action, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Kansas State at Kansas. Michigan State is at Iowa. The Bonnies are red hot, folks. Joe Lenardi on his bracketology, not as official as bracketology, has St. Bonaventure on his next four outline. So they have won five straight. They play tonight against Rhodey. What former pirate is a guard for the Rhode Island Rams? Is it Shepard? Jeremy Shepard is still playing basketball. Saw him earlier this year. Uh, he plays for the Rhode Island Rams. They'll take on St. Bonaventure tonight. Um, looking at Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology, Chandler. The team you need to become a very rich man to win the ACC tournament, Miami. He's got him, them, as one of his last four buys. North Carolina is also in that category. How about Memphis is on his last four in category? They love some Memphis. And they got SMU on the first four out category with another East Carolina opponent this year, Oklahoma. So... I love this time of year, uh, I, you, and I especially love the uh, the conference tournament. So much on the line, the upsets uh, before we get into the real deal, the March Madness. But into lot, the real dance, a lot of fun basketball to watch tonight. Also, it's a uh, very good distraction from Major League Baseball and all their squabbles. And now we're starting to look like Freddie Freeman's not going to return to the Braves. Oh, really? <laughs> Was that sincere? Yeah. That little noise you made. I hate that. I hate that for you. Well, thank you for thinking of me. Putting my feelings above your own. Because you're a Nationals fan. You'd love to see I just lost my first baseman. That's right. Zim is no more. So, yeah. uh, Starting to see some uh, some news on that as well. So, that's what's going on tonight in college basketball. I guess the NBA will resume on Thursday, Chandler. Yes. Hornets going to be playing. I know that for a fact. Let me see who they are going to be playing. Because we need to 
step it up a little bit. Hornets are in not in terms playing. of Hornets. <laughs> They're not playing Thursday. Uh, other teams are. The Hornets will be playing Friday, and they will be playing a team that I like to call the Raptors. Mm. The Toronto Raptors. So that's uh, when the NBA resumes. All right. A uh, lot of shake my hand talk. Jawan Howard has been suspended. This is... A, this is is five games like an arbitrary number how many games does michigan have left let me check but he's been suspended the rest of the regular season and then they'll say all right you can come on back after that um he hit a washington assistant he was fined forty thousand forty thousand dollars greg guard the wisconsin head coach was fined 10k for violating the conference's sportsmanship policy he was not suspended uh, you've also got three, let's see, two Michigan players and one Wisconsin player were suspended for a game for appearing to throw punches. So, uh, hey, actually, Ellerby, we asked him uh, what should happen to Juwan Howard, and in his humble opinion, he said, suspend him the rest of the regular season, bring him back for the tournament, and move along. That's a appears to be what they're going to do that's exactly what they're going to do do you think that's fair you think you should have been gone the rest of the season you think you not should not be suspended at all no i think he's i think this is perfect yeah i was thinking either full year or rest of the regular season so he'll come back and this has led to a lot of conversation about what to do with the handshake line should it is it a thing of the past should it continue joe dooley says it's not like this happens every night or every week or even every month it's kind of a, a blip on the radar so it sounded like joe dooley basically said he, he did say we're still teaching these guys sportsmanship all that so it should you know continue on you've seen dick vitale and others say let's get rid of it the emotions are too high uh if players want to meet up kind of do it like an nba deal where they they do the wave if guys want to catch up after the game, they can, but don't make it a after-game ritual, the handshake line. And then you had, what, Tom Izzo today. Man, he went on like a very, very strange rant. Somebody asked him about it, and it's like you know a, a flip was switched, and he just went on and on uh, on his opinion of this handshake deal. Tom Izzo is guy on a plane that wants to shake your hand. He wants to shake your hand. He wants I want to shake his hand. 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 <laughs> Sound like a South Park character at the end there. They took her germs. Uh, Tom Izzo said, I love the word farce. It's a great word. Because it sounds like farts. Yeah, probably. That's probably why I like it. Okay. That, to me, would be the biggest farce, joke, ridiculous nature of anything I've ever heard of. Izzo said, talking about getting rid of the handshake line. We've already taught these poor 18-year-olds that when you're told to go to class and you don't like it, you can leave. We've already told these kids if you're not happy, you can do something else. We've already told these kids that it's hard to hold them accountable. And now we're going to tell them not to man up and walk down the line to someone who's kicked your butt and have enough class to shake their hand is utterly, utterly ridiculous. So if the president said it, I think he's full of it. If the best coach in america said it i think that gets me more than this incident end quote basically 
he wants to continue the handshake line and you know uh, he wants to shake your hand i agree <laughs> I, I, I agree that i don't think it should be you know completely gotten rid of but maybe if there's like fights going on at the end of a game and something you I'm can do case by case basis but i think if tom Izzo wants to shake a man's hand he should be able to shake a man's hand i want to shake your hand he also added not shaking hands that's typical of our country right now instead of solving the problem let's make an excuse and let's see if we can just instead of confronting and demanding it changes let's eliminate it so we don't have those problems let's try to do that so i you know i, I get what Izzo's saying you're right he did kind of go i think he's been uh kind of fuming about some stuff and, oh, man i don't know <laughs> but as soon as he was asked the question he he literally went oh Oh, yeah, and that. <laughs> Here's another one. Shirley, hit handshake guy again. Cause this I want to shake his hand. 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 As I said, so if some team doesn't want to shake hands, you're going to see 15 of my guys walk down and shake air. <laughs> we're going to shake air. Okay, Tom. And I'm going to shake air, and then we're going to leave. Okay, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Are you just trying to prove a point of that? I'm like... Then you would look stupid. Fifteen guys just shaking air. So <laughs> oh man! While Tom Izzo is screaming, I want to shake his hand. 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 While Juwan Howard is smacking him in the face, is saying, "I want to shake your hand." <laughs> I want to shake your hand, not your face. <laughs> Juwan Howard rightfully suspended and fined. Tom Izzo says, "All right, enough of this crap. This is uh, this is not how it is at the end of every game. We can shake hands and be normal people. And if you don't want to shake hands and be normal people, we're going to be abnormal and we're going to shake air. Yeah, we're we're going to be real men and shake air. Uh, either way, there's going to be a whole lot of shaking going on following Michigan State basketball games. Thanks, shake and bake." All right, let's uh, get a break in. I want to shake each and every listener's hand. Can we set that up one day where we just have people line up at the door? I want to shake your hand. Thanks wanna, for listening. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake everybody's shake hand. hand. You're a people listener, Tom Betty. I want to shake, shake your hand. Mike says, seems like every coach in the country forever has been able to handle the handshake line. Now, no reason to uh, to get rid of it. I'll keep it rolling. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Tyler uh, chimed in probably earlier. Denim Dan, all denim. Is Denim Dan a thing? Should we go all denim for the watch along? We could still go like cut off uh, denim jeans if people want to see your skin. I kind of want to get into some overalls. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. How do you you like that? You like that? You like that? I want to shake your hand. I want to shake your hand. (laughs) Oh my. Will you go one strap down, exposing one of your breasts? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's just a blue. That's just a blue overall. Oh, my. Sorry, Shirley. Oh, my. For some reason, we only act this way when you're around. <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it was kind of calm okay. while you were gone. Except, except Friday with the legendary oh, Wes Hines. Oh, oh, you got to fill me in on oh, that. Oh, that yeah. was fun. Steve says he's going to shake my hand tomorrow at Trivia. I want to shake everybody's hand today, Jay. Everybody, like even the like people at the bar. Yeah, but please wear a hand mask. You, 
go up to the people at the machine. Wear a glove. I'm going to shake your hand. <laughs> I want to shake his hand. No more uh, open face smacking in the handshake lines, though. Let's Yeah, let's, let's, let's get let's rid of that. Let's from doing that. Let's get rid of that. All right. Evan Krasinski joins us after this timeout. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back are you in outside sales and looking for an, an opportunity to increase your earning potential copy pro has been in eastern north carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more now let's head back into prl here's clip all right back with you here on pirate radio live on a tuesday a lot of guests to get to on today's show we'll talk to former ecu softball player now with uh, wnct digital courtney layton will join us coming up at four o'clock at around 425 kim mcneil ecu women's basketball coach they're playing some good ball right now we'll talk to her next hour jeff nadu in the second hour steven Igo in hour number three but right now we'll head out to the pirate radio live line and talk to former pirate great now a member of the st louis cardinals organization he is the big lefty evan krasinski joining us today on pirate radio live evan great to catch up with you again man how you doing with you as well i'm doing great can't complain uh last week in wisconsin and ready to head down to florida this weekend yeah so uh as the the major leaguers and owners continue to squabble i guess for you guys it's uh it's a business as usual uh for for minor leaguers like yourself evan i'm pulling one out of cliff's uh playbook and just ignoring the noise <laughs> controlling what i can control showing up uh, when i need to show up and getting ready for march 5th when uh, minor league camp starts up there you go. So, uh, so that's next on the docket for you heading to Florida. So, what uh, what exactly transpires when you get down there uh, to Florida, Evan? Uh, so it's actually, uh, I mean, it's spring training. It's a little different. Uh, last three years, I've been lucky enough to be a part of the Major League Baseball spring training, but minor league camp's not much different. You know, you show up and every day you're trying to get better and at the same time competing for a job. Um, it's gonna be a little different this year with. You know, having no idea what Major League or what's going on with Major League Baseball, but at the end of the day, show up, get your work in, and, you know, try to get better every day. Evan, I ask you guys uh, this question. Sometimes uh, the answer is more difficult than others. Do you know uh, what level, what team you'll uh, begin the season with, or is that still up in the air right now? Uh, up in the air for sure. Uh, felt a little more comfortable the last three years knowing where I'd be other than the COVID year, obviously, but uh, coming off a couple rough seasons, but, you know, I've had a full off season to kind of get back to where I need to be, and I like where I'm at right now, and feeling pretty confident heading down to spring training, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, if I get put on, you know, GCL, high A, double A, you name it, I don't care, I'll be ready to pitch, and just uh, happy to still be playing the game. 
No doubt. Talking to Evan Krasinski joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Evan, uh, there are uh, a few Pirates in that Cardinals organization. I know we talked to Alec Burleson uh, a couple months ago. Did you cross pass it all with Burley uh, last year during your uh, your season? Yeah, actually, uh, when he first got called up, I didn't even know this. He texted me, but he said, hey, did I just walk past you in the airport? <laughs> and I was actually headed down to Florida to rehab an injury, and he was headed up to AAA. And uh, I was able to, uh, you know, rehab the injury and get back and play with him for a couple, couple, I, I guess, a couple weeks, maybe a month, and got to know him a lot better. Because I, I actually went back and got my degree uh, when he was a freshman. Oh, awesome. And I was, I was around the baseball team a lot, and I already knew how talented of a baseball player he was. But I honestly thought he got drafted as a pitcher because I, <laughs> I knew he was a good hitter, but I, I knew how good of a pitcher he was. And I try to tell the guys in the bullpen when I'm sitting down there, I was like, because, you know, he's playing outfield, and we got to go warm him up between innings. And I tried telling them when he's throwing off those those breaking balls, I was like, I'm trying to tell you guys, he was, he was a nasty pitcher. And they're like, ah, you know, you, you always hear that from outfielders. Oh, I used to be really good back right. in the day, but <laughs> I don't think people realize how good of a pitcher he really was. Yeah, talented lefty, uh, just like yourself for the Pirates. Evan Grzynski joining us. Evan, you talked about the, the COVID year, the injuries, kind of the – the downs, there are some ups uh, to the career as well. But, you know, how tough has the road been for you uh, in, in minor league baseball with all the stuff kind of outside the, the diamond that's affected you and, and affected all these guys? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I needed it, but it, it's been good because, you know, the first two years were smooth sailing. I was I was climbing up the, the ladder pretty good, made yeah. the double A, went to the fall league, was a fall league all-star. And then I only went to one minor league spring training, and then the next year I was already going to big league spring training. And, you know, things were smooth sailing, and then, you know, 19 was pretty rough, and then COVID year happened, and then last year was pretty rough as well, and I got punched in the mouth pretty good. But, you know, it's kind of humbled me and, you know, made me really not respect the game because I've always respected the game, but, you know, just enjoy playing the game more because, you know, I can't play this game forever. I'm hoping to play it for much longer, but... Um, you know, once you think you got this game figured out, it'll humble you real quick. And I, I think I needed that. And looking forward to, uh, you know, coming into this year with a different mindset that I have the past couple years. Yeah, it's great uh, that you could learn from that. And that happens to everybody at, at every level. And look back at, at your ECU career, all the success you had. And then in 2017, uh, injuries hit. And that was a, a very strange year, Evan, to follow Pirate Baseball. We were. Uh, you know, high expectations, all that, kind of similar to this year and uh, an 0-3 start for this year's ECU baseball team. So you've seen ups, downs. Uh, I'm sure you at least saw some scores from over the weekend. The Pirates getting swept by Bryant, but 53 more games to go, brighter days ahead. And uh, I'm sure uh, that'd probably be your message to the guys, right? Just because you had a rough weekend, that doesn't mean uh, the season's going to go that way, right? Yeah, I mean, bring on all the adversity early. Uh, I think that's a big thing in college baseball. Um, you know, as you say, 2017 didn't go as planned. You know, one injury after another. I break my leg. Hobo gets a line drive off of his face. Bird yeah. his thumb. Bryce broke his wrist. I mean, it was one thing after another, and we just couldn't overcome it. Um, but I think a lot of us, even the coaches, learned from that year. And I know – PG's probably taking care of business right now, but, I mean, there's no no need to hit a panic button. I, I truthfully believe that, you know, right now it doesn't look good, but Bryant's a pretty good baseball team. And I, I got to pitch against them in the 2016 regional yeah. 
uh, at Virginia. I mean, and the guy that I was pitching against is in the big leagues right now, James Karinchek for the uh, for the Indians. And that's a really good baseball team. And it's not like, I mean, Friday night, sure, um, it wasn't a close game. But the next two games were, you know, just good baseball games. You lose a, you lose a close one on Saturday with, you know, some uh, some stuff coming into play. But that's, that's baseball for you. You're going to see something different every single time you go out and watch a baseball game. And then, you know, Sunday was just a good, hard-fought game. And, you know, there's no need to hit the panic button, especially, you know, the fans. Uh, there's... There's no need to, to jump off the bandwagon yet, or ever, but especially now. Yeah. They're, they're a good ball club. Me and some of the guys from the, you know, my class got to go down there and watch them play this fall, and, you know, they're going to go out there and compete every game, and, you know, the more people that are in the stands, it's just going to be a benefit to them. Uh, so I, I'm glad that they were almost kind of punched in the face this weekend, and, you know, right back on the saddle and get ready to go tonight against Campbell and carry it on to this weekend against UNC. Yeah, well said. Evan Krasinski joining us. Evan, you brought up that 2016 regional. Now, the further away we get from that, all we remember really is the, the Travis Watkins heroics and knocking off Virginia. But you guys had to go out the next day and beat William & Mary to win that regional. And then you mentioned Friday getting to staying in that winner's bracket, knocking off Brian. I believe they were the two seed. You guys were the three. And Evan, all I remember going into that game, we didn't know a lot about Brian, but they hit all these home runs. They like set records for their offense. So I'm sure you heard that going into that Friday night start and thought, well, you know, I'm pretty good too. We're pretty good too. So it probably felt good for you to, to quiet those uh, big bats on that Friday. Yeah, honestly, the best thing that happened for me was the year before getting the game wood nod against Columbia. And I don't know if people know oh, yeah. this, but we were in Miami and I gave up that home run to start the game. And you can't go anywhere. You can't get any worse than that. And, you know, just getting to experience that game, I don't really remember much from it because I was, you know, I was, I was so nervous to pitch in that game. But um, the best thing that ever happened to me was us being the three seed and Bryant had the practice before us. And we showed up. And uh, first thing we saw when we walked into their practice was them working on left-handed pickoff moves and diving back into the base. And I know that's something that Coach Roselle prided, had us pride ourselves on was having good pickoff moves. And when I saw them worried about something that I had in my game, it kind of just gave me a lot of confidence into, you know, what all I had to do was go out there and, you know, pitch my best game. And, you know, I, we were going blow for blow for a while until we opened it up in the seventh. But, um, but yeah, no, it was uh, – they're a good ball club. And, and I'm sure you'll see them in a regional this year, and they're going to be a team that's scary in a regional this year. And uh, I think – you know, losing two close games to them, I mean, that's baseball for you. It doesn't matter who, who, who uh, laces up the cleats. Anybody can go out there and win. Evan Krasinski joining us. Evan, trying to tie you to this year's team. Uh, it feels like Jake Kuchmaner has been here forever and pitched with you. I guess his first year was 2018, but uh, old Cooch uh, pitched a good one on Saturday for East Carolina. Still here getting it done. Do, do you remember his recruitment? Do you remember him being around at all, or uh, did, did you miss out on Cooch? Yeah. Uh, I, I was there the same – like I said, when I went back and got my degree – so anytime yeah. Roselle was gone for the weekend, I was a substitute pitching coach. Um, and, I mean, what, what a competitor. So, as soon as he walked on the on the field as a freshman, whether it was in the gym, classroom, whatever, and I actually gave him a couple phone calls last year when he was uh, struggling because 
I know we were kind of in the same boat. I, I wasn't pitching too hot, and I know he was going having his struggles as well. So I just had reached out to him and just, you know, just trying to relax him because I sometimes that helps me when I'm struggling and I'm not relaxed. Just reaching out to someone who's kind of uh, fallen into the same, you know, game speeding up, had some success, and now all of a sudden you lost it. You're kind of just trying to find the old you when in all reality you kind of just, you know, have to put your head down and go to work and figure out what you're doing wrong. But it was great to see him go out there and throw a good game on Saturday and I wouldn't be surprised to see him go out there and have a really good year this year. Evan Krasinski joining us. A couple things there, Evan. You got your degree. Also, you mentioned being the uh, the fill-in pitching coach uh, when you were around here. So is coaching in your future once your playing days are done, or are you looking to, to do something off the baseball, Diamond? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, uh, to be honest. I, I've been playing this game, you know, for, for a pretty, pretty long time, and uh, – you know, I I couldn't tell you if I'm going to get back into coaching once the time's done because I can't really tell you when I'm going to be done playing. I'm hoping to be playing for quite longer, but uh, it's something that I really enjoy. I really enjoy, you know, connecting to the pitchers and, and just baseball teams, and especially at the college level when every game means so much and more about the wins and losses and being a team than it is, you know, going out there and, you know, just trying to survive and make big leagues and I love that aspect of the game of just competing and winning um, so I couldn't tell you if I'm gonna you know coach coach once I'm done playing but it's something I'm definitely considering Evan Krasinski joining us. Evan, uh, you've now run across so many coaches in your career, pitching coaches, and you know at the college level, the you know when you're playing uh, fall ball and and summer ball, and now in the minors uh, through the majors. So, how do you kind of take what everybody gives you and and not have your head spinning, but turn it into a positive? You've had uh, a lot of resources to give you tips uh, on what to do. At the end of the day, it sounds like you just kind of rely on what you know and do what you do best, but how do you kind of piece all that together and, and, and make your game stronger because of it? Honestly, I think that is a big reason as to why I've struggled the last two years is because I, I wasn't very good at you know just listening to myself. Um, and I'm not saying I'm not coachable at all, but when I was struggling, I was reaching out to a lot of people, you know, trying to, you know, give me tips. And they all were giving me good tips, but at the end of the day, you got to have some kind of foundation, foundation internally that you can fall back onto uh, to where when you're going out there pitching, you're not thinking about everything that anyone's ever said to you. Because the more and more I was reaching out to people, the more and more I just kept changing everything, and there was no consistency. And every pitching coach is great. They all have their different theories. They all have their different tips, cues, you name it. But at the end of the day, there's one thing that I, I wish I could go back and do is just to go, ba- go back and, you know, just write stuff down and put stuff in a notepad and just remember the things that made me good so when things kind of started to hit the fan for me, I at least had a better foundation on what to fall back onto and, yeah. um, you know, not, not have as hard of a drop as I did the last two years, uh, you know, going out there and trying to pitch and – Kind of having no idea what I was doing, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's great that you've learned that along the way. Evan Krasinski joining us. Uh, Evan, we'll um, we'll talk more about your your career uh, on another date, but enough of that crap. Let's talk about the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Aaron Rodgers, I guess. uh, So he was on Pat McAfee this afternoon explaining his – 
his social media post. I guess he, he's coming off a cleanse, and he wanted to appreciate and recognize some some people uh, that he's been you know playing alongside, his friends, his teammates, that kind of thing. It almost sounded like a goodbye, but I don't want to read in, into anything. So, have you seen the the latest Rogers stuff, and uh, and what's your take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now? Have I seen it? I, I know you're a big social media guy, and, I, and I'm in the gym this morning, and I'm watching four ESPN analysts talking about an Instagram post. Could you imagine waking up, putting out a Twitter post or an Instagram post, and waking up the next day and watching four <laughs> on, a, on a national platform? I mean, come on, give me a break. Yeah, I can't even put out a social media post, and you know, I'm a Packers fan. I, I like Aaron Rodgers because he's a Packer, and that's how I, if you're if you're in my corner, you're in my corner. And you know, growing up a Packer fan, I, I like anybody on the team. And um, I, honestly, I hope he comes back. But at the end of the day, you know it is what it is. I'm still gonna be a Packer fan next year. Win loss, I mean, shoot, you're still a Redskins fan, and they haven't won in how many years? Uh, we're not talking about that right now, Evan. Stick to what? Stick to the topic. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you no, know, I did see it and. No, I, I just think it's funny that the guy puts out a Instagram post, and yes, sure, maybe it looked like it was a thank you and see you later. But yeah, um, I just think it's funny that he puts out a post, and we got it. We got to watch it. Oh yeah, or Instagram post on national news. Well, especially in the off season, Evan, we we're gonna like parse every little thing that's out there. And I didn't, re- I knew you were a fan, but you're one of us, Evan. You're 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 diehard to the point where we talked to you a couple years ago before the draft, and you had like written out your entire Packers draft board. Unfortunately, it was the year they drafted Jordan Love, and you were pissed off just like Aaron Rodgers was. But have you uh, have you started to piece together your your Packers draft board for twenty twenty two? Uh, I'm way too far out, way too far out. Okay, all right. Once end of March rolls around, I'll start piecing it together. Um, and honestly, I, I don't know anything. I, I kind of just get all the information from my buddies, and they're my scouts, and then uh, I make up my own board after all the information I get from them. <laughs> there you go. Um, but hey, did you hook up with uh, with Ben Kurt at all? Did he get you any gear or anything? I did not. I... I uh, I was happy to see him in uh, in Green Bay, but honestly, we were we were at ECU together, but we never really communicated much. We never yeah. talked much, and I'm not the type of guy to you know reach out and ask for tickets or anything because you know I, I see that kind of that's uh, that side of things uh, in the professional sports. Right, yeah, I can get uh, overwhelming at times, but I love what he did for the community up there in Green Bay. I mean, he, I know he did that little like passes with the public or whatever he called it, where you know everyone in Green Bay went out one night and. You know, he was throwing routes to people, and a lot of people showed up, so it was, it was pretty cool to see, and I, I think he uh, is enjoying his time in Wisconsin. Well, Evan, uh, as you mentioned, I am a – I guess I'm a Commanders fan now, whatever they're going to keep oh, yeah. renaming the team. But, um, yeah, we haven't had a quarterback for most of my football-watching life, so I, I think you're due to be without a quarterback for about 10 years, Evan. Hey, just give me a good defense. I just need something to watch. <laughs> Evan, best of luck to you this year, man. We'll we'll, uh, we'll certainly uh, be pulling for you here. We love uh, watching you guys and updating everybody each day on, on the stats and everything going on in minor league baseball. So have fun down in Florida. And uh, sounds like you're on track for uh, for a big year, Evan. So we're looking forward to, uh, to watching you play and uh, seeing your stats and all that, man. I appreciate it. It's always fun catching up. And uh, as my good friend... Charlie Jorgen and uh, Eric Tyler would always say it's uh, to Pirate Nation. It's not time to flip the water coolers yet. Just relax, and, and the boys will get back on track. 
All right, Evan. Well said. A reference there. Uh, Flip the water cooler. Going years back, there was a uh, a post on Boneyard Banner that uh, said it's about time we. Cliff Godwin, somebody needs to flip a water cooler. That's what will change everything. That should turn things around. And uh, I notified Charlie Organ of that while he was playing. And uh, so we always joke now. It's uh, You know what? We don't joke. We say, is it time to flip the cooler? But Evan says, too early in the season to flip the cooler. Let's save that for later in the year. Right now, we're just going to go out and try win games and leave the cooler upright yeah. and full of liquids. Uh, to refresh our players. All right, uh, Evan's great. Uh, he's the best. Great to chat with him today. Here on Pirate Radio Live, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the hour, and we'll kick off hour two in just a little bit with Courtney Layton. She'll join us, former ECU softball player, now with WNCT Digital. We'll uh, talk about her career, what she's up to now. Also, Kim McNeil coming up in hour two, as well as the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll wrap up hour number one when we return right after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 53,000 followers today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. I think I found the original Flip the Cooler post. Oh, did you? I went back and looked at it. So this was... Uh, See, when he said Flip the Cooler, I, you know what I thought? Do you remember the trash can incident? Oh, that was uh, one of the Florida. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was South Florida beating our trash cans up. Yeah, that's what I thought he meant, and I had completely forgotten about the flip the cooler thing until um, you kind of clarified that. And my apologies, it was not Boneyard Bender. It was Hoist the Colors. Stephen Igo. Oh, fantastic form. Stephen Igloo. Stephen Igloo. Um, might have been an Igloo cooler. <laughs> May twenty fourth. 2018 so we're going back, that far back back in time here uh from pitman 82 my tweet was pitman 82 is sick of watching a 41 win team play amateur baseball here's his post from hoist the colors oh nice once again just like last year we have no pitching can't seem to get a hit or make a pitch when it counts we are now going to lose five straight games to houston after the beat down they hand us tomorrow we are soft i'm tired of watching this carp that, isn't that a fish? That is a fish. I'm tired of watching this carp when it com- when it counts. We seem to fold like a cheap suit. We have no speed. We don't hit and run, and we hit into more double plays like I've never seen. Somebody needs to flip over a water cooler in the in that dugout and say, "I've had it. We are not going out like this." I've had it. We're not going to take this anymore. So that led to a long conversation, which eventually got to Charlie Jorgen. Who said, because uh, I was asking, how uh, how does getting fired up and flipping a cooler help you see a pitch better and, and stuff? And 
Charlie said, former ECU second baseman, Clip, you just don't get it, man. Someone needs to get in there and flip that damn water cooler, <laughs> especially if it's that Powerade garbage they have in there. Don't get me started on how that affects performance. On the way to Clearwater to let the team know their four, their 41 wins were a fluke. <laughs> so Charlie, uh, his last year was 17, was on his way to Clearwater to heckle the 41-win Pirates to say every win you got this year was a fluke. Didn't count. Y'all are bums. So there you go. The uh, the water cooler has been flippeth. And a great callback by Evan Krasinski there as he joined us here on Pirate Radio Live. I'm going to have to uh, to tweet out a, the reference point. I love a reference, as you know, Chandler. Yeah, you are a reference guy. and you look. At Was that a reference? And I you, don't know. And you're a pointer, so you love to point you, out the you reference. Love to point things out. I like pointing out references. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. When we return, we will talk to... Courtney Layton, if you're an ECU softball fan, you know who she is. If you've been to Minji's or Daddy Ficklin Stadium or any live sport event, you've probably seen her there in the past or the present taking pictures and video. We will talk about her career, what she's up to today, and uh, talk some pirate athletics when we return on Pirate Radio Live Hour 2 on the way after this. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back from sales to service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World right across from Speedway at Bells Fork, and you can visit them online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll talk to ECU women's head basketball coach Kim McNeil. She'll join us on the Pirate Radio Live line. They've won three out of their last four games and are home coming up Thursday and Sunday. Uh, the Joe Dooley's team home Wednesday, Saturday. So a lot of opportunities to see some live basketball here in Greenville coming up this week and weekend. Also, Jeff Nadeau will get you ready for your Tuesday night college basketball slate later on. Right now, we will welcome on for the first time here on Pirate Radio Live, Courtney Layton, former ECU softball player, now at WNCT Channel 9 on the digital side of things. So we'll talk about the past and what she's up to now. But Courtney, thanks for joining us today. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you joining us. And like I said earlier, if you have been in Daddy Ficklin Stadium or Minji's Coliseum or any of the other stadiums, you've probably seen Courtney running around, <laughs> taking pictures, doing video. And I like uh, when you get the most out of your college experience and you were a student athlete obviously you got it done in the classroom but also found other ways to get involved and do things and i swear like i saw you everywhere at every sporting <laughs> event i went to what were you doing out there so when i was still a student this past semester so in the fall i was doing a lot of social media so instagram stories that's what i did for football and basketball so i was always on the field getting to do like for basketball under the basket and getting to do the shots from that way football i swear i was running up and down the sideline trying to get any kind of touchdown or literally anything but it was so 
much fun getting to be a part of that. I got to feel special, you know, and being in the stands at Dowdy or Minji's is so fun on its own. Yeah. But getting to be on the court or the field was so cool. You got a great shot of Brandon Suggs' game winner against Memphis. Yep, yep. You also got hit with a ball. I did. Earlier this year, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah. It was my first game. Very <laughs> welcome. First basketball game. Yeah, welcome, yeah. right? Uh, and Courtney, you uh, were a ECU softball player, mm-hmm. so uh, grew up an athlete. I guess did you always want to be involved in sports after your time at East Carolina? Always. And always. you have kind of found yourself there. So what are you doing now with WNCT Digital? What are your your duties there? So I'm a digital content producer. So I do a lot of sports stuff. I write a lot of sports articles. Um, and then I recently got to do the reporting kind of thing. I do a lot of Zoom calls with ECU head coaches or ECU athletics, um, since that's what I'm primarily involved in. But doing the articles about sports stuff is super cool. Um, I've done, a, like when Tom Brady retired, Ben Roethlisberger, I got to do ones like that. But being able to do Zoom calls with ECU coaches or anything ECU related is is super cool. So I'll do a little call and write a little article on it. and. So it's been really fun. So where uh, where are you from? How did you make it to East Carolina? Why did you choose to go to ECU? Well, my mom grew up in Washington okay. down the road. So when I was growing up, I was here um, a lot. And I'm from Charlotte, so four hours away. But when I started taking visits for softball, I came here and there was just something about it. I just fell in love. Greenville, ECU, the people. I mean, the softball facility, if you've been, is gorgeous. It's I'm just I'm in love with it. It's beautiful, and I was so lucky. But I stepped on this campus, and I was like, "This is where I have to be." I've heard that thousands of times from <laughs> thousands of different athletes. It's really cool to hear every time, though. So, what other uh, visits did you take, or what other schools were interested in you? I only went to Presbyterian because I committed to ECU in 2015. Okay. I went to Presbyterian, and then I think two weeks later I came to ECU, and I was like, "This is it." You didn't want no, to be a, a blue hose? I did not. <laughs> well, and the thing with me is I always wanted to be, I always wanted to go to a bigger school. I wanted to go to a, a big school. I've always been into sports, football, basketball, whatever. I wanted to have big football. And so ECU had everything. And when I when I got here, I just, it was perfect. I didn't want to go anywhere else. I wasn't interested in any other school. That's awesome. Talking to Courtney Layton today here on Pirate Radio Live and the softball team has a new direction, a new coach uh, in Shane Winkler. They had a winning weekend uh, over the weekend here in Greenville. So I'm sure you're still close with some on the team. And uh, uh-huh. what do you think about this softball team and, and Shane Winkler? Um, he's the best. The amount of times I've spoke to him, he's he's very, very nice. He seems very passionate about softball. And one of my roommates, is she still plays. So I get the inside all the time. And he's very, very passionate about softball and he helps the girls and i just from what i from what i know he's a great coach and he's a very he's a great person and you're still uh, up to date on everything going on with ecu athletics we talked about you being at the games and everything rough baseball weekend courtney <laughs> but it can only go up right exactly it happens and, and i mean opening opening weekend and even I said with with us it being at Clark Leclerc, it's it's a really big deal. But I felt like Bryant came in and they said, "What do we have to lose?" And and sometimes you know it just works out in their favor. But it's the beginning of the season, you know. It's like you said, it's only uphill from there. And we will talk to Kim McNeil in a moment. They seem to be playing their best basketball. One winners of three out of four. Joe Dooley's Pirates have been in so many close games this year, and some like we referenced the Memphis game have gone our way. Others temple cincinnati and most recently ucf did not but 
feels like they're close right uh-huh. like they're they're close to putting something together here yes and being able to watch men's basketball because i grew up a big duke basketball fan so i've always i wasn't going to mention that <laughs> i see your tweets every now and then. <laughs> but being involved in, in men's basketball my whole life and then getting to be with ecu where it's such a great atmosphere around men's basketball and um, coach dooley is really really cool and just being there, I mean, the Memphis game, uh, my palms were sweating. Being on the sideline, oh my gosh. And then. Is I mean, that like you're an athlete or a fan or both? Like, what? <laughs> like, you want to be out there in the middle yes, of everything? I want to help, but it's just so frustrating because I can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even Tulane, like, long oh, time yeah. ago when yeah. we went into overtime. Tristan took over. Yep. I think we won. God, we might have won by eight in overtime, but geez. I mean, they love to, they love to try your nerves. But when it when they win, it's it's great. It's so fun. And you're right. It's uh it's a lot of fun to be there, and uh and you're right there in the mix. So that's really cool. Uh, also, you're a big you're a Kaniac too, right? Oh, huge Kaniac. <laughs> yeah. So a Canes fan. They got a win yesterday afternoon. Uh-huh. Good to see. Uh, so Courtney, what do you want to do as far as uh, I don't know expanding what you do at, at WNCT Channel Nine? What are your ultimate goals there? So as far as with what you do? with reporting like most recently getting involved with that and web reporting i really really want to go over it we were just talking about it i'd love to go work for the canes and do something like that mm-hmm. the canes or the panthers in charlotte and that's the other thing about why i'll never leave north carolina all my sports teams are here <laughs> i could never leave you know so working for the canes is or the panthers is an ultimate goal cool. just getting to do that kind of thing talk sports for the rest of my life seems i would be very content with that so what, like, did, when's the last time you had another goal in life? Like, do you remember, like, growing up, I wanted to be a, a teacher or something? <laughs> or was it always sports? Like, um, When I was really young, I think I was six or seven, right when I first started playing softball, I wanted to be a meteorologist. Okay. Until I realized how much science is involved. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to do that anymore um, for a while. And then right after that, it was something to do with with athletics yeah i wanted to be a coach for a while and then i decided i didn't want to do that but i knew that either way no matter what i did it had to involve sports or it just was not going to be for me that's cool i I still have stuff in my parents house like from second grade where i say like i want to be a sports announcer or something like that (laughs) just like always wanted to be involved in it and uh it's good that uh, you're able to do that now and, and stay in it and you know you're gonna i guess be in it for the rest of your life now mm-hmm. so yeah, that's uh, that's exciting <laughs> stuff uh courtney layton joining us uh so softball back home this weekend mm-hmm. courtney how do you we, we kind of joke about it being on the outside looking in now shirley is a, a former softball player and a current softball player shirley how many games did you just play during your trip to uh florida <clears throat> we uh actually bowed out of the tournament a little earlier than we wanted to so we played six games in two days oh my goodness we played we (laughs) played four games on saturday two games on sunday that we have a sister team that comes out of raleigh called the carolina thunder we actually lost to them uh in our division and they had to play an additional four games so they played 10 games in two days wow that's a lot of it's brutal we we always joke about ecu softball ellery said they just turn the lights on and just play you know until the power runs out (laughs) because you guys get a ton of games in Uh in fact i talked to shane winkler about it last time he was here and i don't know if he's a huge fan of those types of tournaments but it is a way to get a bunch of teams in play a lot of games get the minimum amount of games in right but that's uh it's got to be tough on you guys right it is and my um freshman and sophomore year conference was three games one friday one saturday one sunday because of covid last year it was four 
So it was normally one Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday. And that was enough for me. <laughs> Four games in a weekend was enough. I cannot imagine six in two days. Good grief. But these uh, these tournaments will be going on all day long, uh, Friday, Saturday, and some games on Sunday here in Greenville. And uh, they'll be back in action. ECU baseball will be home Sunday against North Carolina after two games in Chapel Hill and, of course, Pirate Hoops and Women's Hoops home. So everything is around <laughs> this weekend, Courtney. So uh, I guess are you going to be around covering oh, yeah. it all? Oh, 100 percent and honestly crossover season is is so stressful but it's so fun because there's so much going on and i remember even for all my sports i was looking at my phone the other day and i was like duke basketball plays today canes play today ecu basketball plays today i mean it was just everything i was like how do i watch everything at one time it's fun to watch it fun to be a part of it also something you did recently is uh talk to the fans which is always fun Mm -hmm. as well right yeah it was super cool and and getting to hear their perspective of why it's it's and that was the main thing when i went out there was what makes it so fun to be out here you know and i really wanted to know i haven't been out there yet i haven't gotten the the pleasure to be out there (laughs) but you know i just i was like why has it been such a big thing for so long and i think it's so cool so i wanted to get to talk to them and and just say what makes you so involved well don't get so involved that you can't still be a fan because i haven't been able to tailgate since 2006 doing pregame for pirate radio (laughs) which is why for basketball i'm just a fan i go to the games with my dad i'm up there we're cheering we're cussing at the refs we're we're normal (laughs) folk uh but when you're involved sometimes you miss out on all the fun stuff so we'll say with ecu basketball we've had some iffy refs this year yeah thank you don't blame you it's been iffy iffy at best that's a good way a nice way to put it and i guess you can say the same about umpiring with baseball oh, I, was, I wasn't gonna bring that up <laughs> that was rough it that was rough. was rough so like zach agnos came in he knows max stokes by name he's done so many games were you one of the uh the players that tried to get on the umps good side like would you talk to them or just avoid them completely? oh i always talk to them yeah that's a good thing right <laughs> Do you want some water like when it's 98 degrees i'm like can i get you guys some water try to always. get that call right yep exactly Gotta stay exactly. on the good side i like that all right uh so courtney what do we do how do we uh see your work and and find out uh, what you're up to these days so if you go to wnct's website if you go to station info then you uh you'll say meet the team if you go all the way down and you find my name i'm near the bottom if you click on my name you can see everything that my name has ever been on and all my stuff will be down there you're on social media yep social media uh instagram is courtney violet (laughs) underscore and my twitter is the same okay uh have you had any run-ins with brian bailey he can he's a great guy (laughs) but he can be a little grumpy how's your interactions with him he's he's a great guy even before i got here i mean we had a good relationship and he's really really helped me um and i haven't even been there for two months yet and i've learned a lot good deal from him well courtney uh nice to kind of get to know your story a little bit we'll talk again down the road but thanks for hanging out today yeah thank you for having me all right courtney layton joining us today on pirate radio live we will take a time out when we return talk a little women's basketball because they are playing good right now they've won three out of four games kim mcneil joins us on the other side of this timeout. we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and friend it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Alrighty, back with you, man. A lot going on. Just talked about it with uh, Courtney Layton a moment ago. You've got Pirate Baseball Sunday at home, wrapping up their series against North Carolina. You also got women ho- women's hoops on Sunday at home, and counting back from that, Saturday, Joe Dooley's Pirates are at home for a game. You've got softball all weekend at home, plus some men's basketball Wednesday, women's basketball Thursday. So, uh, man, a lot of opportunities to come see uh the pirates no matter what team you are rooting for let's talk about the women's basketball pirates right now with the head coach kim mcneil who joins us on the pirate radio live line playing good one three out of four uh we'll talk about it right now coach thanks for your time as always how you doing today i'm doing great no problems always good to chat with you guys well coach uh it's an old cliche but it rings true uh and and some cliches are true you want to be playing your best ball your best basketball in this case uh, towards the end of the season, late February, going into March, uh, your team has won three of their last four. So is that an accurate statement about your team right now, Coach? Are they playing the best they've played in this 21-22 season? Definitely. You know, and that's always, you know, from the beginning, when the season first starts in October, we always talk about, you know, just focusing on getting a little bit better every day so that we are playing our best basketball at the end of February, 1st of March, going into tournament play. Kim McNeil joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. And, Coach, you've been able to do that uh, both at home and on the road uh, during this uh, three out of four stretch. You've won two at home and then one on the road at Cincinnati. Coming up on Thursday night, you'll be back home for Tulsa. This is a 6 o'clock game coming up in Menjis. And uh, a sign of a good team, Coach, obviously taking care of business at home, but also able to, to go on the road and pick up some wins, right? Definitely. I mean, it's all about a mindset. It's all about a, a mentality when you go on the road, have, having to understand that you're probably going to go against, you know, eight players with three refs. You know, you tend not to get too many calls on the road. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we haven't been too good of a road team, you know, that this far this season. But as you said before, hopefully we're, we're peaking at the right time. And, you know, right now everybody in our league is, is jockeying for seedings. You know, it's a, it's a log jam. You know, one, one win can, can take you up two seats. You know, so everybody is playing – you know, really hard to, to better themselves for the tournament. And, and every game here on out is extremely important in how you finish out the seeding in, in, in the season. Coach, let's talk about the reigning AAC player of the week, Tania Thompson. Another 20-point game, 22 points in the last outing in the win over Cincinnati. Uh, doing it from the floor, also from the free throw line, 9 of 10 from the line uh, in your latest win. And uh, Tania has been amazing, uh, you know, all year. But really, uh, she is on an incredible stretch right now. Yeah, she um, she's playing really, really good basketball. I think she's proven to the league that, you know, she's one of the best guards in the league. Um, and I thought she was going to get player of the week again um, this week because at Houston she still she scored 28. At Houston had 21 or 22 in the first half. But I guess since we lost at Houston, they didn't they didn't give it yeah. to her. But she, she did lead the league in scoring this week as well. But, you know, it's not surprising. You know, tonight has an unbelievable work ethic. You know, I think her growth has come mentally, you know, with her – Really being the main focal point on our team with 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 uh, gone, um, she's seen boxing one, she's seen double teams. I mean, she's seen everything this year, and I think just her mentality and her toughness has grown. Because I would say last year she probably would have allowed herself to be guarded, where this year she has a mindset where I don't care what you throw at me, you're not going to guard me. And then she's implemented, you know, getting to the basket. And that's where you're seeing, you know, the free throws come from. You know, Coach Corey, you know, has been really working with her on getting to the rim and getting to the foul line because most most players that you look at, if they're scoring high high numbers, they're getting to the free throw line. 
Um, and all those games that she scored 20-plus points, she's probably gotten 8 to 10 points off a free throw. So she's really made herself into a three-level score. Kim McNeil joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, and, and Tania has been incredible. But, Coach, if you're going to make a run in the AAC tournament, you're going to need uh, more girls chipping in. So who outside of Tania are you relying on here at the end of the season uh, to make a run and, and try to make it to the NCAA tournament? Who else needs to, to step up for your team? Yeah, you know, I think Sania Johnson has come in and played well for us since she got back off of injury. You know, she missed some games due to a concussion. Um, and she really helps us. Defend. Her, her game is transition, you know, so we've been able, you know, we went through a, spree, a, a, a run there where we had probably five kids injured, um, so we couldn't press as much. And now that we've gotten back some bodies, we're being able to press and create some turnovers. And that's where Sania really, really excels is in the open court. Um, and so you've seen her have some really good games for us. Um, I think Deja Green um, needs to be more consistent on hitting some shots. She needs to be a double-figure score for us so that it gives us another outside threat that can hit some shots. And then, you know, it's day-to-day, but, you know, getting Raven Johnson back and getting Danae McNeil back will also help us um, be able to hit some, some have another scoring threat from the, from the guard. And hopefully we'll, we'll have those two back here before the season's over with. ECU trying to continue their winning ways uh, coming up when they take on Tulsa and USF. Back-to-back home games coming up Thursday at 6 o'clock, Sunday at 1 o'clock. And, uh, Coach, a little antidote here. I was at Clark LeClaire Stadium over the weekend doing uh, the PA announcing for ECU baseball. And, uh, as you know, a tough opening weekend for Cliff Goblin and his Pirates. But one moment of joy out of the stadium was when I was able to announce the uh, the final score from your women's basketball game and we got some cheers in the crowd. So we appreciate you pepping up uh, what was a, a bit of a subdued crowd at, at the baseball stadium this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It, it happens. And I hope, I, I know the Pirate Nation will stick with baseball. Yeah. You know, it, it's the beginning of the season. They have a lot of games left. They actually play a lot of games. So, you know, they'll get going. Um, but, yeah, we were really excited to get that, that win on on, um, on Saturday and, and had some really good play. Was able to We hit some adversity, you know, had a big lead in the first half. And Cincinnati made their run, and we were able to sustain our, our run and really have some key executions down the stretch um, that allowed us to come out of there with a win. Talking to Kim McNeil, Coach, uh, we know uh, about South Florida and uh, and how good they are. How about uh, Tulsa coming up on Thursday? What are the uh, the keys for your team to have success coming up Thursday night? Yeah, Tulsa's a you know a really good team, a new coach. You know they're playing well. Um, they pretty much play five guards on the floor, um, and they all can shoot three. Very very good shooting team. Um, they take care of the ball very well. I think they're top ten in the nation um, as far as um, turnovers. I think they only average like twelve or thirteen turnovers a game. So they really do a good job of taking care of the ball. Um, but they're a tough matchup because they have four guards on the floor pretty much all the time. They can all shoot the three, um, and they drive the ball really, really hard. So you got to be prepared to close out to take away the three. You got to be prepared to close out to take away the drive. So, you know, they 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 beat us pretty good. You know, down in Tulsa at the beginning of the year, um, I think we are a much much better team um, than what we were then. Coming off of you know being in quarantine, nine kids in quarantine with, with COVID when we played them, hmm. excuse, but. I do think we're a much better team, and we we got to slow them down. We got to keep them out of transition, 
and, and we got to not allow them to have wide open looks from the three. Obviously, Coach, you're, you're focused on your team and, and what you need to do to win. Have you looked at it kind of big picture as far as at-larges go for the AAC and, and you know, with UCF and the year they're having and South Florida up there near the top? Uh, do you know uh, – what, what are the people saying about the AAC and, and how many teams could be in the NCAA tournament as an at-large goes? Do you follow that stuff? Yeah, definitely. I mean, right now, you know, they're saying, you know, obviously Central Florida and South Florida are definitely a lot to get in. You know, I think Tulane is right there knocking on the door to be in the third team. I think we're definitely, you know, a, a league that should get three or more teams into into the tournament with those three playing really, really good basketball right now. You know, the AAC is tough, and I don't think we get enough credit for how good we are. You know, I think when 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 uh, UConn left out, everybody thought, oh, you know, but we're this year especially in my three years that I've been here, it is tough from bottom to top. I mean, there is no team you can look on on your schedule and say, hey, this is a win. You're going to be in for a battle every single night, and I just think the league has been beating up on each other. And I hope the NCAA can, you know, really look at that and, and, and really reward our league for how well it's playing and, and what great coaches and great players that we have in the league. Kim McNeil joining us, Coach. Uh, we talk about this with with the men's game. We saw Steph Curry light it up uh, at the All-Star game, as Steph tends to do all the time, and how the game has changed over the years. It's getting further and further away from the basket, more open floor on the court to, to penetrate and, and kick out. How about the, the women's game since you uh, started coaching? How much has it changed from what it once was? How, how much is it similar? You know, what, what about the, I guess, the, the changes in the women's game overall that you've noticed uh, since your time coaching? Yeah, I think it's very similar to the men. You know, you don't see too many, team, too many teams playing, you know, two traditional post players. Um, you know, they're really spacing the floor, a lot better shooters. I thought that, you know, when they moved the three-point line back a little bit that it would affect our game, but I haven't seen it at all. You know, we're, women are just becoming better shooters. But, yeah, you, I think the biggest thing is everybody wants to, wants to play with, you know, facing the basket. Nobody wants to play with the back to the basket anymore. Everybody wants to shoot threes. And, you know, it's even going down to little kids. My son plays, you know, uh, he's nine and he plays basketball. And everybody wants to shoot the three. <laughs> Pirates closing it out with Tulsa, USF, and then Memphis. Uh, had a, a big win at home against Memphis uh, not that long ago. So a chance to, to make a run here at the end of the regular season. Then it's all about tournament time, Coach, and uh, you'll be heading to uh, Texas for that. And, and, and I know you got some business to take care of before then, but uh, that, that's that's got to be fun. A lot of pressure when it's, you know, survive in advance, win or go home. Uh, but that, that's a really fun time of the year for us fans, and, and hopefully as a coach you can enjoy it as well. It definitely is. I mean, this is what all the hard work that you've put in since the summertime. This is what it's all about, you know, getting to the tournament play and trying to go on a run and playing back-to-back games and, you know, seeing, you know, it, does your system work, your endurance, you know, can you play two or three games straight in a row? But it all goes back to this is what you work for. This is what it's all about to lay it all on the line for tournament play. A lot of fun basketball coming up here in Greenville over the next few days. You've got the men in action Wednesday night. Uh, Kim McNeil's team will be in action coming up 6 o'clock Thursday. Uh, Joe Dooley's Pirates back at home Saturday. And then the women will have their home finale in a big one against South Florida coming up 1 o'clock on Sunday. So a lot of opportunities to see some live basketball here down the stretch. And uh, both teams playing pretty well right now. And Kim McNeil's Pirates have won three out of four, looking to win another one coming up. Uh, 
on a Thursday night. Coach, uh, real quick, uh, your keys to a successful week. Uh, what do you need to do against Tulsa and USF this week? Yeah, obviously, one, stay healthy. <laughs> Always, right? Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, just uh, you know, just, just really lock in on one day at a time. You know, and, and that's what we've been focusing on, one, one practice, um, one game at a time. You know, right now it's all about Tulsa today in practice. It's about preparing for them and understanding how, how they win games and trying to take some things away from them that they do very, very well um, be disruptive. So, you know, it's just focusing on one, one practice at a time, one game at a time, and everything else will take care of itself. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time today, and I uh, look forward to seeing Minji's coming up on Thursday and Sunday. And uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, Coach. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Empower Nation. Come out and support. Come out and support us and the men's team to finish out this season strong. We need your support. There you go. Kim McNeil joining us Wednesday night. Joe Dooley's Pirates in action in Minji's Thursday. Kim McNeil's Pirates will be playing, and then Saturday, Sunday, men's, women's uh, in that order coming up in Minji's Coliseum to wrap up the regular season. Um, we'll take a timeout as we go to break. Chandler was doing his old man back in my day voice. We didn't shoot three-pointers. How about a great Pirate Radio podcast on the way this week? Jeff Charles, one-on-one with another guy who didn't step outside the three-point line, although if he played today, maybe he would have to. The big fella, Tree Rollins, had a long NBA career, and uh, he will join Jeff Charles coming up on the Pirate Radio podcast. When will that debut, Shirley? Uh, That will likely be tomorrow night. Wednesday, coming up at Mm -hmm. 6 o'clock, because today we will have the players lounge podcast correct coming up at six o'clock so today at six our baseball players and then wednesday and uh, it's available uh, for you will be available for you to download as well great one-on-one tree rollins uh and the voice jeff charles a lot of cool neat stories no doubt from tree he's got a ton of them remember uh early on shaq's career tree rollins was wrapping up his career in orlando Right, that's what I remember about Tree Rollins, but he played uh, in the 70s, has his number retired by the Clemson Tigers. I don't remember his college days, but looking forward to hearing all about it on the Pirate Radio podcast. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back to Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll get you ready for your Tuesday night of college hoops. That's on the way when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you here on PRL. We got ECU baseball uh, about to get underway at 5 o'clock. Pirate Hoops back in action coming up Wednesday night in Menji's Coliseum when USF comes to town. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit and what else is going on in college basketball right now with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing today? Pretty good. How are you, Cliff? Good, man. Looking forward to a uh, fun night of college hoops. Coming up 
Let's start with the let's start with the American Jeff because I looked at Joe Lenardi's bracketology, which again is a guide. It's not the uh, the end all be all, but just find it interesting that he has obviously Houston in from the AAC. He has Memphis as one of his last four in. And then SMU, who knocked off Memphis last weekend, his top team on the out list, first four out, SMU. I was looking ahead at their schedules this week. They both have uh, very winnable games midweek. Tulsa is at SMU. Memphis um, will be playing Temple uh, coming up at home on Thursday. And then this weekend, really a big one for SMU as they take on Houston. Memphis will take on Wichita State. So, Jeff, as you look at the American, uh, can they get two in? Can they get three in? Well, what's your take on SMU and Memphis? And, and why do – I know Memphis has played better here of late, but why all of a sudden are they looked as a, a tournament team right now? Have they done enough? Because they're Memphis, and they have, uh, you know, the, the brand – uh, power brand recognition they hmm. have you know the top level recruits they have penny hardaway um you know that's one of the same reasons a team like michigan is still involved look at the teams in the bubble conversation the teams that aren't as popular let's say kansas state or florida or somebody like that they're not going to be as well regarded i feel like in the grand scheme of things as far as what i think ultimately happens in the american i think they probably get two teams in um obviously there's one shoeing in houston um and, and it's going to be really a collective of either um, you know, Memphis or SMU. They, look, they could get three in. I don't think that's out of the question. I think it ultimately will settle on two. Um, SMU, it seems like, you know, they've been the kind of the same team since Tim Jankovich took over. They can never get up over the hump and, and win a couple of games in the NCAA tournament. They have some bad losses. I mean, this is a team lost to Missouri. This team lost to Loyola Marymount. Um, they lost to Cincinnati, lost to Temple, all teams that are in the bottom. Uh, you know, they're not in the top 90 uh, of college basketball so yeah I, th- I think for me it could be one it could be as high as three I think it'll probably center on two and I feel like if you're Memphis you know I feel like this is the strongest team they've had everybody healthy DeAndre Williams is back um I don't think they have any I think the only glaring loss would I guess be no offense clip East Carolina and Georgia um, but they also have some decent wins they did beat Houston um, beat Virginia Tech and, and did beat Alabama. Plus, they have another opportunity against Houston coming up. So, I think it's ultimately two teams. Could be as high as three. Could be as low as just one. Jeff do talking AAC. Pirates back in action coming up Wednesday night against South Florida. Pirates uh, should be favored in that game as they knocked off South Florida last week on the road. Jeff, let's look at tonight. Um, a couple of road teams that are favorites uh, that I want to highlight uh, in the SEC. And Arkansas is only, uh, it, it, it's basically a pick but I see them as a, a slight favorite on the road against Florida. Florida coming off a big win. And then Alabama, who's been great as the underdog, kind of worry about them as favorites, but they are road favorites tonight against Vanderbilt, and, and Jerry Stackhouse has made them respectable. But Alabama, a road favorite. Arkansas, a road favorite. How about these SEC games tonight? Any interest in those? Uh, you know, Alabama's tough to back on the road. I'm not running to bet them. They've really struggled away from home this year. And, look, Vandy's a plucky team, man. They play hard. Um, they've got a decent uh, team, well-coached. Scotty Pippen's been terrific for them. He's kind of their entire team. Um, you know, and, look, they, uh, they they kind of thrive on getting to the free throw line. That's their bread and butter. Uh, Alabama can't necessarily defend. That could be a game that stays close. Look, Clip, I'll admit, I, I've said – 
before. Occasionally, I have a tough card. I think this is the toughest card of the season. I'm really at a, at a problem here in this Florida Arky game because I think I don't know if there's a team I like more in America than Arkansas. And I'm at this point where I know as a spot, this is a bad spot for Arkansas. Yeah. I just have a hard time betting against them. I think Florida, this is that last stand kind of game. You talk about a team that's on the bubble as well. They've really kind of played pretty well recently, you know, outside of a loss at the A&M. They played pretty well, beat Auburn over the weekend. Um, this is another great spot at home. And Arkansas is coming off a big win against Tennessee, great run. They get Kentucky looking ahead a little bit back in Fayetteville on Saturday. So this is kind of a sleepy spot in a tough gym to go play in. I think it's really a close game. I think the edge has to go to Florida, though, just being at home and, you know, kind of have that desperation to them. I think Arkansas obviously is is very much in the NCAA tournament. You know, a, a close road loss in Florida is not a bad thing, especially with Kentucky on deck where I think it's a little bit more important. Look, you're going to get a great effort. And I think schematically Arkansas is the better team, but spot-wise I think it just fits Arky here. All right. Uh, uh, can we substitute two different teams into that conversation? And it might sound just about the same. Now, UConn is a tournament team, but – it sounds kind of similar to what you were just saying. They're at home tonight against Villanova. I had Nova on the road uh, against Providence last week, and, and that was a winner for me. Uh, should I roll with Nova again on the road tonight? Connecticut's actually a two-point favorite. That's an 8 o'clock game. I know you stay away from the Big East, Jeff, but it kind of sounds similar to your previous conversation. Is this a good spot for the Huskies tonight? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's another tough spot. I, I think I like UConn just because of the spot. Yeah, uh, I think they're a pretty solid team. I don't love their coach. I just don't really want to bet into Villanova. I don't bet much Big East. If I had to play it, I'd lean UConn, but I think it's a tough one, honestly. Jeff, how about as we get here, I know at the end of football season, we start to talk about, all right, what do teams need to do to – to get a bowl bid, pay attention to that kind of stuff towards the end of the year. How about a, a game like tonight, Miami at Pittsburgh? You, my, Miami uh, appears to be in, but not super comfortable, so they need to keep racking up wins. Uh, Kansas State, uh, you, you mentioned them maybe on the bubble. They're at Kansas. Do they uh, do they keep it close tonight in Lawrence? How about teams like that that are fighting for at-larges uh, and taking on teams that maybe aren't, uh, specifically Miami and Pittsburgh, and in the case of Kansas State, they're taking on a, a better team on the road but, uh, but are fighting for their lives. What do you think about teams like that? Yeah, I mean, we see it tonight also, you know, in some of these other, like, smaller games. You know, just teams that maybe shouldn't be as big a favorite or, or you know, they, they get that one late. Oklahoma is a similar spot tonight against uh, against the Texas Tech. Mm. Yeah, I, like, as far as Pitt, Miami, this is a dangerous spot for Miami because I think, you know, they're in, but it, it doesn't seem real stable. Um, you know, this is a team that, you know, struggles to defend. They've actually been good on the road, though. I've got to give them that respect. Um, you know, they've won uh, – you know, four of their last five on the road. They've also went to Duke and won on the road. Um, you know, went to Penn State and won isn't easy uh, to do in that that little gym. So, you know, I, I think their 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 problem is always going to be on the defensive end. I don't trust them. And this is a Pitt team playing pretty well right now, winning three or four overall. Um, as far as um, I think you mentioned K State Kansas. Interestingly enough, clip the only game I played tonight was K State. Um, I took the twelve and a half with them, as you said. You know, again, another last stand. Um, you know, have they played well over the years against Kansas, uh, UK, uh, UK? Yeah, they have. Um, but this is a spot for K State that I just like them in. They play every game close for the most part, Clip. I mean, 
you look at on the season, 10-4 and four against the spread as an underdog. Um, they go in and they hang in games. Every game seems to be decided close. You know, they've had one or two losses, one, one in particular in Baylor where they lost by you know 25. Um, you know, they've had some tough goes against Baylor this year. But you look at the first time they played against Kansas, um, played really well, shot the ball. Uh, at a high level, um, I think they can do that tonight. It is concerning because it kind of seems like a get-right spot for Kansas, but I'm going to trust in the team in K-State that I just think is too um, is is too good as a dog. And, you know, you look, Clip, this is kind of interesting about that game the first time these two teams played. With 18 minutes to go in the game, Kansas State was up 55-38, Clip. Hmm. Um, they ended up losing 78-75. you got to wonder, there's got to be a real bad taste in her mouth at home losing like that. Plus, it's a revenge. You've got the fact that you're playing for your tournament life here. I just think we get a good effort. I don't know if they'll win, but it reminds me a lot of Memphis-Houston a week or two ago where Memphis needed it. They were 10, 12-point dogs, and they won the game. Yeah, Jeff Nadeau joining us. Some good insight from the big man. How about a team near and dear to our hearts, Jeff? St. Bonaventure wrote them off uh, when they went through that spell where they lost three out of four, including uh, to George Mason. Uh, but since then, they have won five in a row. They got the St. Louis sweep. Uh, they've covered their last two as well. So they've covered at least four in a row. I don't know what the line was for the Fordham game, uh, but covered the other night, uh, wore out Duquesne. Now they are... At home tonight, I think it's around nine and a half against Rhode Island. Seems, uh, you know, can they win another one by double digits? Are they getting hot at the right time, Jeff? Is it time to put our trust back on the Bonnies? They've been rolling here of late. Yeah, Bonnies have covered five in a row, including yeah. three by double digit numbers. They were three double digit favorites. They won all of them, so and covered all of them. So yeah, they're playing well. Seems like two teams going in opposite directions. Seems like the market's catching up to Bonaventure though, Clip. And I don't mind laying five or six, but nine, ten, I think it's yeah. a little high. And Rhode Island, you have to give them credit. You know, they haven't, you know, what, I think they've lost eight of nine, I think. But keep in mind, I mean, most of them have been close losses. Two-point loss to GW, seven-point loss to Richmond, two-point loss to Dayton, uh, close losses to VCU and Dayton and, and, and other teams. So, yeah, they, they've, they've hung close, but they don't do a lot well and. Clip, over the years, if you back St. Bonaventure in every game since 2019 at home against the number, um, you're up about eight units of profit. So this team hmm. is very good at home. Um, you know, it seems like a, a spot where they continue to roll. I wouldn't be betting roadie here. It'd be only a Bonaventure pass. Jeff, uh, one coming up on Wednesday, and uh, I've been keeping an eye on Jaden Gardner. Uh, he is having a, a good year with the Virginia Cavaliers, and they are trying to make a push here and can make a big splash if they knock off Duke tomorrow night. That is a 7 o'clock tip-off uh, in Charlottesville. Uh, what do you think about uh, Virginia? Where do they stand right now, Jeff? They, they got work to do, right? Yeah, they do, and, and this would go a long way. Um, I'm going to be on Virginia tomorrow. You, you, you damn better believe it. Um, they're going to get probably, I think, four or five at home. No. And this is a, a game where you have to wonder, you know, th th this was a, a wild game the first time these two teams played. Um, Virginia has shown over the years they can play Duke at a high level. There have been a lot of close games in this series. They completely took Bancara out of the game. And I think they're just a team that will give Duke problems. I mean, the way they defend, the way they take time off the clock, they're just a tough team to prepare for. And that's one of the reasons they were able to win in the first game. Um, now you're going to get them in your home building. It's a must win. The problem that 
that Virginia has to have. They have to win this game. Their last two games against Florida State and Louisville, they're not going to really move the needle much in the grand scheme of things. This is a team that has some bad losses here. You lost to JMU. You lost to Navy. Um, you know, this is a team that, that, that just really can't afford to continue to waste these opportunities. They need a win. This is a must-win if they want to get to the NCAA tournament. Their only other option would be to win the, uh, the uh, ACC tournament, which you know, probably seems unlikely. So I, uh, I think this is a good spot for Virginia. I'll be on them for sure. All right, good time to back the big man because uh, you were red hot over the weekend. I think you had a, a what a, a bit of a rough one last night, Jeff. So now's a good time to to jump on with you. Yeah, I mean, I was I had a run over like ten days or so. I was like eighteen and three or something. I was I was really having some success. You know, I caught up last night. It just you know Monday kind of a rough card. Yeah, last two nights are, have been rough as far as cards are concerned. But looks like we. Have, and, you know, Cliff, for me, I've kind of made it clear. I bet a lot of the same teams. Last night I made the, the Ill, uh, ill-advised uh, decision to bet teams that they just don't bet much. You know, I want to bet the same teams. I've been betting a lot of New Orleans lately, a lot of, um, you know, LSU, Arcs, or those type of teams. I, I just have been betting teams recently that I don't bet much, and, and I've kind of taken it on the chin over the last night. Big man, while we got you here, we'll uh, reconvene NBA action coming up Thursday. I'm looking at the odds to win the championship right now, and you've got the Suns, uh, Nets, Warriors, Bucks, kind of with the, the lowest odds. And then right after that is your Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, are you going to get into the NBA future market as we sit here uh, during the All-Star break? Uh, Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably take a look. Obviously, you know, I was I was involved with the Suns last year. I've I've really been I've done well with futures over the last couple of years. I've really hit on a lot of these. I had a great Super Bowl. With, yeah, I built those teams. So yeah, I, I think for me, I'm going to kind of you know the Suns are obviously the, the favorite, and they've been terrific. Um, they kind of look like a complete nutter wagon as far as the team to win it. To me, I don't know. I mean, I would maybe look at. Uh, yeah, I think the Sixers are under, but I think they would, to me, probably be my third choice. Their kind of price is that fifth choice. Um, I would put something into them. I was a little surprised they didn't take a look at anyone in the buyout market. I don't know if they still have an opportunity to do that or not, but yeah, they would be a look. Um, you know, Brooklyn's, I'm not interested in them. Um, I, I don't know. It's not real interesting. I mean, maybe the Lakers. I mean, yeah, you could get them, uh, but one team down on the the price, uh, Jeff. Uh, how about I don't know the Heat? Can they get their magic back from the bubble? They, they you get a pretty good price on them compared to others. Listen, at the end of the day, like if you're giving, if you're asking me about value, I mean value is yeah. a team that's over. Look, the Lakers. This is a all or nothing. They could possibly you know not make the playoffs. You know, <laughs> yeah, currently. Uh, but if they can get in as an eight, let's say they're in as an eight seed. I mean, do you want to play them if you're Golden State or Phoenix? I don't. Right. Um, you have the best player arguably ever. You have, you know, guys like Westbrook who, you know, let's just be honest, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I know people don't want to hear that, um, but he is. I mean, you have some real success on this team. You know, they just haven't played real well. We know defensively they're good. Um, I, look, I'll be honest. I'll take a shot with the Lakers. That That's too big a price. If they can make it in, Guys, the limit. They're they're they shouldn't be priced this high. If, if if they're playing a little bit better, they should be, you know, ten fifteen to one. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. You can get his premium plays at patreon.com slash BMOC. Uh, also, the sit-down podcast if you're into mob and mafia history. Jeff doing uh, doing it all right now. And uh, we appreciate your time on the show today, big man. And we'll uh, track you down, talk more hoops with you next week. 
let, let also it not be a, a hidden clip that over the last two or three months, I've built up 6,000 subs on YouTube nice. uh, doing the sit-down as well. So, yes, clip, uh, I'm doing okay. Things are working out. I'm very happy at the content I'm doing. Thank you for having me, as always. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff, the big man on campus, talking about tonight's basketball card and looking ahead to the week as well. Pirates back in action coming up against South Florida on Wednesday night. We've already guessed the line for that game. We'll get Igo's projection when we return and kick off Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We'll also keep you up to date on what's going on with Pirate Baseball as they're about to get underway against the Campbell Fighting Camels. It's all ahead here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back Psych Tuesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experiences and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Thank you, Shirley Rhodes. Season's over, I guess. Zach Agnes starts with a strikeout. I'm done. It's over. It's over. It's time to, it's time to Where's the, that water cooler? The time, yeah. yeah well, time we haven't it. flipped a cooler Where yet. is that water cooler at? Steven Igo joining us for a makeshift ECU baseball watch along here. Yeah, as the Pirates take on Campbell in Bowie's Creek. Why did you not make the trip to beautiful Bowie's uh, Creek? You know, usually I go, but the I go. Um, so we're, I'm traveling to Chapel Hill. Travel tra- 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 Hill. Tra- 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 traveling tra- to Chapel Hill Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Actually, staying the night Friday. Um, and it's just a lot of travel. And to be honest, Campbell's press box sucks. And that's the main reason I did not want to go because I didn't want to sit outside, which is a very real possibility. Is it Duke that has the worst that you use always complain about? Like Duke, their own campus stadium is the is the worst, not only the worst college venue I've ever been to, but the worst baseball stadium, period. Like including like Conley yeah, and you Conley. Sit right behind home plate, right? Little League. We sit right behind home plate because the That's, last time you, you went out, I, I could have yeah. swore that you posted a picture on Twitter. It was lit- it was legitimately right behind home plate, but it was like on the concourse that is the same area that people enter and like walk up the steps. Like it's all, there's no section. It's just a giant grandstand and foul territory. If you stand to the right, you might die legitimately <laughs> via foul ball. All right. Like it's just, you have to go and you have to realize what a joke it is. I went to the bathroom before the game. And there were two Duke players uh, using the bathroom beside me. That's like slow pitch men's league softball. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the worst stadium I've been to. Pee Wee, Little League, High School. But when you get to go to Durham, it's obviously a lot better. DBAP is a good good venue, though their press box is also not the best because it's kind of off to the side. They have a lot of suites for fans, which is cool. You know, I get that at Minor League Park. Um, 
but definitely prefer Clark Leclerc Stadium, although I do have my problems with Clark Leclerc Stadium's press box as well. Whoa, let's Whoever hear. constructed it. If you're, all right, if you're constructing a press box, the goal is to see out of the windows. Yeah. Yet there's giant concrete pillars in between yeah. every window. Like, why? I don't understand why anybody would design something like that. The room, like the area itself, is really yeah, nice. The area itself is. But fine. you're right. The sight lines are tough. The sight lines bad. Um, you kind of have to lean up in your chair to see the home plate. So it's just not very practical. I guess is the way to put it. There is your press box update uh, <laughs> as we sit here on a Tuesday. Uh, how'd you like the uh, Krasinski reference earlier? That was awesome, man. Yeah. I have not heard the interview, but that brings me back. That team, we talked about that a million times, but that team had the best collection of personalities, interviews. I mean, Krasinski, York, and all those guys, Eric Tyler, um, Travis Watkins. Like, it was just the, the most fun I've had covering the team. Ronnie woodward from the reflector used to work for the reflector but say the same thing like all those guys just had awesome personalities mike uh says with no water cooler we'll just have to spill igo's water to start the rally so if things start going south just dump your water all over the all over your computer yeah also he asked us uh, i go need a press box made of gold uh, yeah i just got, want a press box a made of, of windows that i can see i mean <laughs> is that too much to ask Let's give the man some glass. The football stadium press box is obviously awesome. I'm not going to complain about it so much, but we can't open the windows. In fact, there's only one window, I think, in the whole upper tier part of the press box. Which is why I go's house. A lot of people don't know this. It's just all glass. Yes, all it's windows. made up of glass all the way around. Yeah. So you but, see. you know, you're not a media person unless you complain about the little things. Yeah, you gotta got to complain. Hey, great food this weekend. Thanks, Malcolm. Yeah. And whoever said that up. Absolutely. So, I mean, anytime we get free food, that's a awesome amenity of covering the game, especially the baseball games because they are long. They do tend to run as Bryson Worrell hits a shot to the warning track for an out. Uh, they tend to run long, so that definitely helps us out, helps us do our job. So that's a definite benefit of uh, the ECU administration and their staff. You put up uh, an article on Hoist the Colors. I think it was Making Sense of the Weekend, Igo. Yes. Were you able to make sense of the three-game sweep that Bryant came in and uh, knocked off East Carolina? As much as possible, yeah. And I think, you know, as I wrote, and I went a lot more in-depth in it on uh, on the VIP piece and also on my podcast, but – it just felt like it all started with the Wizen Hunt situation. And again, the team is not going to go out there and say we lost because of Carson Wizen Hunt or, you know, we weren't focused because of Wizen Hunt. But that just creates a giant distraction, whether the, the guys want to admit it or not. You have your ace pitcher. He's on the radio on Monday. The next day, basically, he gets suspended. He's not a part of the team for opening weekend. And now it just kind of hangs over the program. And we really haven't gotten any answers one way or the other. So it's just kind of lingering out there. Then they get punched in the mouth on Friday. And with so many new players trying to find their roles, trying to find their ways, they just didn't know how to respond. And unfortunately, Bryant also captured some confidence. And the other aspect of it was ECU had some terrible luck all weekend long, especially in games two and three. A lot of soft hits for Bryant. A lot of uh, tough things that went against East Carolina in terms of hard hit balls right at people as well. So it was just not a good weekend. Lane Hoover gets thrown out trying to steal second on that super weird turf that is there in Bowie's Creek to end the first inning. Uh, top of the first, I should say. They head to the bottom of the first. Um, I go. I, I thought it was interesting, and it makes sense after you hear the players yesterday on the Players' Lounge. I said, so did Cliff like rip you guys a new one after Sunday? 
and multiple said nah that was more friday mm-hmm. because that's the one that got away whereas saturday and sunday were two good college baseball games now they were ugly at times because east carolina continued to make mistakes whether it be errors wild pitches or if you want to call leaving runners in scoring position a mistake there were plenty of those made but uh the the guys said that godwin didn't give give it to him too much after saturday and sunday it was more about friday you put up a stat during sunday's game of the pirates batting average with runners in scoring position it was like four for 20 something or four for 28 is that what the final number That's was what it ended as because i posted yeah. it, i think after the eighth and then they didn't get anybody in scoring position in the ninth so yeah i mean it again a lot of a lot of heat on Ryder Giles or whatever yeah. for his uh, for hitting fifth, which you know I think that's certainly a fair disagreement if you don't agree with uh, batting Ryder fifth. But he also had some horrible luck. He went zero for nine, but he stung two balls right at the third baseman that you know one of them it turned into an inning inning double play. If it goes to the right or left two feet, it's a two run double, two run single. So that's what makes it baseball tough. And I thought Ryder actually looked pretty good at the plate outside of a, a batter or two. He made contact. He drew a couple walks. So he just had nothing to show for it. Another guy who impressed me was Ryan McChrystal, who made some good contact but had nothing to show for it. So baseball is a funny game. Uh, those things tend to even out over the course of a season. But uh, I definitely understand the, the frustration with Pirate fans just because at the end of the day, you finish 0-3. And I, but I do think the team played better the final two games, like better baseball. They just made – critical errors at the wrong time like you can't give up a wild pitch with the game on the line um in a 3-3 game in the ninth inning with two outs like you have to do everything possible to block that pitch and the catcher did not and yeah you had the the mayhew uh pitch against the backstop where he actually said yesterday he was feeling something and thought about calling time before he delivered it he didn't and sailed it and that was one that caused the uh the tying run to get in i believe late in the game right so yeah it was game two, two. that was game two yeah. uh, in the eighth inning the other thing is you give up a, a leadoff walk in that same inning and there were two or three balls that could easily have been strikes that went against yeah. that, that by, by the way you know a lot of uh flack on max stokes for his his i don't know if you want to call it a blunder or worst possible timing <laughs> at first base but that home plate umpire on Saturday had the one of the worst strike zones I've ever seen. Yeah. And it uh, affected both teams. All right. There's baseball. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on here. As this is the Pirates. longest replay known to man. I mean, yeah, geez. a lot of those this weekend, too. Like, just make a call and move on, man. So they are still reviewing this uh, did Lane Hoover get thrown out attempting to steal second base. And we're getting terrible camera angles. That we one just did got not even show the players. Of... <laughs> The catcher just throwing the ball. But and the pitcher celebrating. Yeah. Well, the one angle that they showed from behind the plate, I, I it appears that Lane beat the throw because the, the shortstop, made, when he swiped the glove, it hit him in the back. Lane's hand was already on the bag. I wish we could find a way to speed this process. But I up. guess they've already made a decision. I mean, they have made a decision. He's out. He's out. All okay. right, he is out. That has not made it to our TV. Now it has. So now I mean, everybody can run ridiculous. to the dugout. That took legitimately four to five minutes. Yeah. For a first inning stolen base with two outs. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Baseball is long enough as it is, man. Yeah. If you can't tell after a minute or two, just freaking stick with the call on the field. 
All right, boy. Uh, as John Moody said in the chat earlier, this has been Stephen's soapbox. Uh, we might get a full forty-five minutes of all you go. Are you in a, a grumpy mood today, Stephen? Uh, no. I'm just venting my complaints. You, uh, we asked about. <laughs> yeah, I was asked about why I didn't go to Campbell. How do you like the seating for uh, media in ECU basketball games? Uh, the seating for ECU basketball games for media is uh, largely a joke, and most people tell you that, especially visiting media, because they get up here and they're like, "This is it." <laughs> but I mean, I get it too. At the same, like you know, there's well, a. Didn't y'all tell Joe Dooley, or wasn't this past off season or right before the season started that he found out that's where y'all sat, and he was like, "Oh, way up there." Man. Yeah, nobody knows because we're invisible from looking from the court. I mean. You, you can't even probably see up in the Raptors if you're on the court. Was but. I told that media used to be like baseline or yeah. somewhere down there? Well, the, the no, court side. It changed. Um, Look, feet on wood. Yeah, feet on wood. Wow. When I first started covering the team, we Lucky. were basically right beside Jeff Charles. Now we're up in 213. But the thing is, you know, they make money from the courtside seats or the uh how do you guys phrase it when you're on the second row of the courtside seats on the platform on the platform platform um they make money off that they don't make money off me sitting down there so again i don't blame them but it sucks for us uh mike says more like steven i go on and on complaining (laughs) that's pretty good mike p's good for wordplay that's that's what i do that's what he does. What is the line for tomorrow night, Igo, in your best estimation? East Carolina he was on the last one. hosting South Florida. I expect you to hit it exact. Uh, Pirates four and a half. Whoa. South Florida's bad. They are bad. I got I Pirates mean, by three. Chandler said two, two and, and a half. I got going four. So ECU, when they were on the road, what was it? South Florida two? Two. I think South Florida's gotten worse. ECU's gotten better give a team three points for home court although that one dude did just hit every three he took which happens against east carolina somebody's just going to light it up from three so uh they got to avoid that but i mean good grief i hate to say this about any opponent but east carolina should win tomorrow night like they should win by double digits tomorrow night no no ECU should never win. Should should against the South Florida team. Just win, man. I know, just win. When's but the last time they won a home game? Chandler, sug sug, Brandon sugs, sug sug. Memphis. Have you guys? Sug, I mean, sug. That legitimately feels like it was over a month ago. Because it was. I was going to say two years ago. I saw them celebrating, and I was like, "Why are they celebrating?" <laughs> All right, we got. Speaking of glass, we need to get some blinds. Or how are you guys as ESPN Plus feed so far ahead of ours? I know we're way behind on TV here. Um, I don't have an answer for that question. I just, I guess I'm a lucky guy. I think it's just the way geography, like it's hitting this feed. Although Bowie's Creek is that way, right? I'm just going to watch CJ's feed from right here. <laughs> okay. This is going to be awkward. Can we get somebody with another laptop over there so I could look over there during the game? Uh, no score in the first inning. Pirate Hoops, I go looking to finish strong. Home tomorrow. USF, they're going to be favorites. Will they be favorites against Tulsa? If they win, if they Wednesday. win against South Florida, yeah. Yeah. Small favorites. When is the last time you beat Tulsa at home? 
gosh. Uh, I think it was, actually think it wasn't that long. It was like 16 or 17. So it was Tulsa on the road. We can never yeah, win. It was a long time. So, yeah, uh, snapping streaks, baby. Let's, uh, let's win two. Then they take on Wichita, and then it's on to the AAC tournament. Against Wichita. Probably so. If ECU takes care of business in these next two games, probably if they win one, they'll still be in the 8-9 game. God, I want to be in the 7-10. Well, then ECU would need to lose probably the next three because then Tulsa would jump them. That could happen. So that's a that's a possibility. If but, they do uh, finish 8-9, they'll play that 1 o'clock on a Thursday, which will be your Pirate Radio Live lead-in. Watch along, I got? Nah. Um, I got to work. Well, yeah, I got to work the game. But yeah, I mean, you can work while you're here. I can watch along. My mom's now retired, so she's watching Slater a lot. So it's a possibility. And also, we'll, this is a pretty nice setup, I go, to watch a game. Yeah. This is better than most setups you get to watch a game live. So Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm not complaining. As long as you can get your ESPN Plus feed fixed and we can watch it in real time, <laughs> not have spoilers from the two people that are 30 minutes ahead of us. We'll feed week. you. All right, I'll be here. All right, he says he's in for the AAC tournament watch along. Do you have a basketball jersey? If not, you'll just have to wear a sleeveless shirt. Basketball jersey. I've got an old Chris Paul jersey somewhere. I just got to find it. What? To what team? Wake Forest. What happened to the denim? (laughs) We thought about going denim all day. Oh, God. Arena? (laughs) I'm definitely not showing up if we go all denim. You got jeans? Erica's probably what am got I a, supposed to wear as a top? Erica's probably got a stylish got a jean, jean jacket. jacket. I just, I, I'm not wearing my wife's jean jacket in here. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right. With like the fur in the inside on the, on the collar? <laughs> the fur. I tell you what, this game produces. Could it possibly be bedazzled? That would be cool. That would be cool. With like a bedazzled eye. Erica or her like her initials. This, uh, this video producer is struggling right now. Very uh, much so. <laughs> we don't know what's happening yeah, after each I don't know what pitch. Chandler's doing. Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> this program. Let's take a break. We'll come back more with Igo. We'll see uh, if there's any football news to discuss. And uh, we'll continue to keep you updated on what's going on in this baseball game. No score. Campbell has a runner on two outs in the bottom of the first. And we'll make you a winner at the end of our next segment. More to go. Pirate Radio Live rolls on. After this. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Paging Clip Brock. Hello. Okay. Just making sure your mic works. Through one in Bowie's Creek. No score between the Pirates and the Camels as Carter Spivey gets out of a jam there. First and third, two out. What are you looking at, Aiga? These pointless graphics showing, um, first of all, a batter going to the plate. <clears throat> They've got graphics. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're trying to do. They've got batting average graphic up for ECU players that aren't batting. Yeah. First off, batting average is irrelevant after three freaking games. Okay. Um, and so why are they showing graphics of guys who aren't hitting? He's just in a sour doing? mood, man. It's because this broadcast is pissing me off. <laughs> Get somebody who knows how to work a dang broadcast. Can't be that difficult. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. You're angrier than shake your hand, guy. 
You're not going to go Juwan Howard on me, are you? I'm not. When's the last time you were in a physical altercation? No, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. I'm a great interviewer. Uh, probably sometime with my brother. Like, Oh, I thought of something, Steven. What did you think of? I, I, there's something I want to do. I want to do Pirate Radio Trivia, brother versus brother, Scott versus Steven. Would right. you be into that? Yeah. I think I could, uh, now Scott would be into it. It would just be hard to lock down a time and get him here. Yeah, absolutely. You would have to probably go... You'd have to throw some MLB questions, some random MLB, because he's like a sneaky big San Francisco Giants fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would throw some sports. I would do like ECU, MLB. Maybe uh, was he into wrestling like you were during like <coughs> early two thousands? Yeah, maybe, yeah, he was. Maybe one of those, and then maybe some general knowledge stuff. Jeff Gordon era NASCAR. He would do good at. <laughs> what is that? Late nineties, early two thousands. I think so. All right. Before the Jimmy Johnson reign of terror, perhaps. Mm-hmm. All right. Brother versus brother. I think that'd be fun. Have we ever had Scott on? We've talked about it. I feel I like he think... might have been on something. I think he came to trivia one time when it was just... I think back in the day, he might have been on a trivia. Yeah. That's, I think it was... Like, yeah, like this... Okay, yeah. The locker room trivia. Sports bar. Either one. Whichever it was. Locker room. All right. Any... Uh, <laughs> Any football news, I go? Not much going on, right? It's pretty quiet. They started mat drills today, I saw on Twitter. Violence! And so the coaches are allowed to be on the player uh, on the field with the players, but they can't have a ball. What is Violence! What would you say, mat drills? What does that mean? So basically, they just do like movement drills, that sort of stuff, but they can't have a ball. Okay. I don't really know why they call it mat drills, I guess, because they used to do it on mats, but now it's just like you go out in the field and do a bunch of drills no uh portal news in any other sports since we've last talked i go um brian gag yeah portal that's right at some point i don't know if that was after th- or before we spoke last but we haven't talked about it on social media was he showing his quarterback highlights is he trying to go play qb yeah he, he messaged the hoist of colors account said he wanted to play quarterback so we uh we updated that but i mean he's he ended up obviously adding a bunch of weight to try and play tight end to his credit and just wasn't going to play a lot he would have been yeah. a special teams guy and then i think he was hurt most of last year so he just fell down the depth chart and so he wants to try and play quarterback at the next stop when he moved to tight end it, i don't we didn't really give him a, a fair shot to say hey he might be your starter there were guys in front of him but we really didn't know right but now we know that ryan jones shane calhoun there is a pecking order at that tight end position and it's become a, an important position for the football team. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, you got Jones, you got Calhoun, Aaron Jarman's a quality third string guy, he's a proven commodity. He goes out there and he blocks. You do have to replace. Is he still here? Yeah, he's got two more years of eligibility. Left. Two more years? Mm-hmm. Good grief. All right. AMAC. Oh my gosh, AMAC. You got to get down the line. He's safe. No, he got called out. What? He was out. Oh, uh, all right. Should have been safe. He should have been safe. It's like me running down the line. Especially on turf, man. I thought turf was supposed to make you faster. It's not a fast turf. It's a slow turf. Uh, so Aaron Jarman, a.k.a. the proven commodities back. So there's three right there. Uh, and then you got a young freshman, Jacob Coleman, who I haven't heard a ton about. They got another walk-on, Joseph Sampson, who's been in the program a while. But 
they need to recruit that position because all of a sudden Jones is going to be gone next year, and then after him, you know, there's kind of a drop off. You got Calhoun, but then Jarman's only got a year or so left. So, I think this is an important recruiting class for the tight end position as well. All right. Uh, any other ECU news and notes? We need to get Josh Moylan going. I go struggled against Bryant. How about North Carolina uh, in their opening series? They uh, are coming off a down year, right? Trying to bounce back in yeah. 2022. I mean, they got a lot of talent. They always do. They're going to run out arms, quality arms. Uh, they can hit the baseball. And they were young last year. They did lose one of their better hitters, but they were young. They'll be better. They'll be hungry. As always, I'm excited to see the Pirate Nation uh, show up in Boschmer Stadium and kind of take it over every time i've been there to cover a game it's at least 50 50 ecu fans of course hopefully they have something to cheer about all right we'll uh we'll bounce around some other sports topics chandler remember yesterday i told you it's beware of what account you're looking at on social media season when it comes to nfl news so there was like a fake washington's trading for deshaun watson tweet out there boy that darnold thing or the um Cousins thing yesterday with the Panthers had a lot of people responding to it. I still don't think there's anything to it. But. I think people are just looking for something to talk about. Yeah. That was definitely something to, uh, that happened in the past that had just leaked that we were trying to reach out to find some kind of trade deal for Kirk Cousins. Thank God that didn't go through. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. Steven, could you not hit the mic like that? Yes, yeah, Steven. Show a little class. Going to walk out? Is that the class you want? You are. This guy, man. What is wrong with you? So uh, earlier today, I saw a Washington fan. Commanders. I don't know if they had an account. Commanders account. Commanders. And it said, uh-oh, check this out. Russell Wilson has taken down his profile picture of him in a Seahawks jersey and put up a picture of when he played high school football in Virginia. Is he coming ooh, home? Ooh. Is Russ going to cook in Virginia, a.k.a. Maryland, a.k.a. Washington, D.C., a.k.a. wherever the commanders play? No, of course not. But this is the kind of stuff that makes fans go crazy. And uh, I saw that today. In some it's walk. that time of year in yeah. the offseason where you're speculating, people are trying to figure out who you're going to draft, where people want to move around. <laughs> What are you doing? Dude? He keeps beating on this mic. It's what I do during baseball games. I hit, like, you know, the chance, like, let's go, Pirates. That's not a chance. I understand. I mean, I just do it naturally. All right, it's fine. We'll move You're on. the one who invited me here during an East Carolina baseball game. I'm trying to work and work at the same time. That doesn't just give you full reign to act like a turd. <laughs> nice giggle over there. Uh, according to that, broadcast i go we're about to see a campbell base hit campbell did you know has one of the best players in college baseball campbell did you know it's one of my favorite christmas songs (laughs) uh who is that steven uh his last name is neto or nito i believe i'm not sure if that was him or not but they don't have names uh, on their jerseys he batted 406 last year dang homie that's a nice batting average uh aaron Rodgers. Says he has no plans on announcing his future, but he did go on an Instagram spree where he put up a lot of sentimental pictures and said he was uh, giving his gratitude to his old teammates and things like that. I don't know. I thought he said that he was going to make this 
not drama field and make a decision quickly yet he got tired of that steven there's been no clarity or anything i'm just you know honestly i I hope the broncos don't even trade for aaron Rodgers. i'm just kind of over the whole aaron Rodgers thing he just came off a 12-day cleanse called panchakarma during which he spent time in a reflective state so that's nice pancha pancha karma like that's cool I'm, I'm glad that he does that but like yeah. why do we need to know that <laughs> like who's he telling that why are we reporting this yeah you're right it's uh it's all just something for us nfl fans to look at dissect and wonder what it means for the upcoming season i'm looking forward to oh there's a draft tonight by the way and this is a great question from the guy on hoist the colors i tried to look this up last week steven the usfl draft is tonight apparently there's like a pool of 400 plus players that have signed contracts with the usfl and will be available to draft the problem is i can't find a list of these players so i don't know who they are i'm wondering though i go do you think we see a former pirates name pop up here tonight yeah i gotta get the players from somewhere i would think like guys in the cfl would be at the top of that list i saw deshaun amos leave a graphic up thanking the calgary stampeders i think he was playing for kind of for his time there but like it didn't really say where he was going so i thought he was going to toronto but maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just totally off but you would think guys in that situation would try and sign up for the usfl unless the cfl is more stable it's also a total gamble too because how many times now have we tried these spring leagues that just don't work good point so i don't know i'd be interested to see if there's you know, with Skip Holtz is on the Brian Bailey show. He talked about how there's guys who have declared for the NFL draft who probably won't get drafted, so they signed up for the USFL. So, like, I don't think Tyler Sneed will be up for the USFL, but you would wonder if he'd be better off going that route. Right. He probably wouldn't be a draft pick, but might end up there mm-hmm. once he if he it does get spurned by NFL organizations. I was wondering, too, this was before my time, but the original USFL – I think Herschel Walker was a big piece where they brought him to say, hey, we're legit. We're going to go against the NFL, and they paid him a ton of money. Will there be a guy like that? Like, I'd use the example Desmond Ritter. (laughs) Like, I know it's not going to happen, but will they try to make a splash? I think the answer to that is no, Um, and it's going to be more like a minor leagues. Right, because – I haven't heard anything about them trying to pay a bunch of money to one player or if it's just going to be equal share like the XFL was. So, I don't know. This whole thing is just kind of strange because then you have the XFL coming next year, right? With The The Rock. Rock. So, it's – and then you got The Rock cutting promos for the Super Bowl. Which I did see a story today about some type of NFL-XFL agreement, a partnership. Uh, XFL to be a Petri dish for football innovation – uh prospect development and uh there's a part of a partnership agreement with the nfl i don't know exactly uh what that entails but maybe that explains why the rock was at the super bowl there was some ongoing talks about there being some type of partnership between the two i was still waiting for him to drop just one quick line about the xfl coming in 2020 he didn't do it so all right i go we'll let you go well, thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Uh, I feel know. like this was not one of our better shows. Honestly, I'm I'm distracted. There, there's, I'm not good at multitasking. I'm trying to watch a game. Trying to watch uh, Carter Spivey carve up the Campbell Camels, and 
this production so bad that it's bothering me. So I want to comment on that. You just birthed a great headline, though, if ECU wins. Carter carves up Campbell Camels. Yeah. Carter the, carves up Camels. It's kind of hard to write a headline on a guy who's only going to pitch two innings, though. It's not hard. It's easy. You just type it out. Shirley, open up the booty bag. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, this wraps up a contentious segment. And I was going after the umps. You thought he went around? I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. (laughs) Uh, We will make somebody a a winner right now. I hope Slater is more well-behaved than you are, because this is a joke. This is an absolute debacle. All right, Shirley. Are we going to go with the... It is. Taco Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Shrimp taco lunch, courtesy of Chico's. Looking for caller number eight. All right, caller eight, 317-1250. Shrimp taco. uh, Caller eight, shrimp tacos are yours. How are you celebrating 2-22-22? By going home and watching East Carolina baseball and the Carter Spiveys carve up the camel camels. All right, we'll take a time out. You can be a winner. We're back with you after this. Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Bobby Swords of Winterville. Picked up our Taco Tuesday Shrimp Taco Lunch, courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice-cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All right, thank you, Shirley. Sneaky good head of hair on Content Junkie Schaefer in there. I see it. I recognize it. Looking good. All right, welcome back into the program here on a Tuesday. And uh, I tell you what, we'll just ride out the show with the makeshift version of a watch-along with Chandler and I. Uh, Campbell and East Carolina scoreless in the top of the third. Ryder Giles at the dish for East Carolina with nobody out. Um and that's where we sit right now what's up with you chan man how you doing good good clip good to see you man thank you you know what i want to shake your hand i want to shake your hand that's fine i want to shake his hand 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 (laughs) that last part kills me yeah (laughs) that kills me um let's see if giles can get something started here in the top of the third good defensive play by giles in that last inning with a guy on second base Catching oh, a yeah. line drive. Caught a line drive. Zach Agnos getting it done uh, to end the bottom of the second. <laughs> Man, I don't know how you do play-by-play for, for baseball. <laughs> There's a lot of pausing. 
Well, you got to talk to Coach O. In clip. I tell you what, my favorite thing about Ryder Giles, he's a pirate. He's a pirate. <laughs> he is and a, that's the best thing. He's a pirate. Uh, so we got Pirate Hoops coming up on Wednesday night. I'll be there in Menji's Coliseum. Will you? I'll be there. Now, what game are you doing the PA for? Saturday. So, okay. ECU Tulsa. So me and your dad. Luigi Dubbo. I'll be out of town Saturday. Never mind. Oh, man. I don't like the sound of that. I'll be out of town. I'll be out of town. Don't like the sound of that at all. But I will be in Menji's in Section 213 tomorrow night, and then I'll be heading to Sports Trivia over at A.J. McMurphy's. We'll have a late-night edition. We'll uh, we'll do rapid-fire edition starting at around 9.15. So come on out and have a good time after East Carolina takes on USF in Menji's Coliseum. Guests coming up Wednesday, we will talk to Scooter Scott Rogers, the play-by-play voice of ECU baseball. We'll recap this game and get you ready for a big uh, series against North Carolina. Also coming up, Amanda Moore, the head of women's lacrosse coach at ECU, off to a 3-0 start. We'll visit with Bryce Williams. Also, the voice Jeff Charles will join us for a basketball preview <laughs> on Thursday we will talk to a guy who uh, was at ECU for years and years and years and uh, went over to Chapel Hill to become a Tar Heel. Jody Jones. Jody Jones. Will join us on the show. He is uh, SID for years for ECU Hoops, now handling North Carolina baseball. So we'll talk about his move, and uh, he'll give us a scouting report on the Tar Heel baseball team that we'll see Friday, Friday, Friday. Saturday, and Sunday day. Uh, two of those, the first two in Chapel Hill, the last one on Sunday in Greenville. Jody Jones, also a former regular at Sports Trivia yeah. at A.J. McMurphy's. Very knowledgeable guy. Very baseball-heavy guy. Cardinals fan, St. Louis Cardinals. Knows his uh, his baseball. That is faux show. Sure. We talked to a future Cardinal today. Uh, that we did, and Evan Krasinski. Uh, Pirates getting mowed down here in the third inning couple of strikeouts to begin the inning and now there are two down campbell already on their second arm today will carter spivey return for the bottom of the third chandler i would think so i'm gonna say no I, but i would say that that if he does come in at the bottom of the third that will be the last time we see carter spivey <laughs> okay that is a, i think we'll see him in the bottom of the third all right i say we don't and i say we do <laughs> okay we've got that documented all right, uh, we've got a ground out the second. That's how you play defense right there. The top of the third inning. So, will no we score. See, will we see Carter Spivey? I say no. I say yes. Okay, we know that. We've got that out of the way to this point. We'll find out when we return from uh, this television break on ESPN+, Plus, which has been a not-so-great presentation to this point. Especially well, if you're not listening to it, if you're just watching it because uh some of these camera angles and views uh don't the uh wwe get a lot of crap for all their uh jump cuts and things they yeah, do yeah lots cutting of the different <laughs> yeah. they uh they're having trouble with their camera cuts in this baseball game the thing i have with like uh live events that do that aren't you taught not to do all those camera cuts like i don't know but i feel like you're just not taught to do so many camera cuts because you can't focus on something. Yeah. Uh, it would seem that if you want to have a an easy-flowing broadcast on a uh, on the television, you would 
kind of stick with one instead of going with eight that don't work right. so i don't know anyway uh, it is what it is all right let's man we are struggling to the finish line on today's pirate radio live i'm gonna blame myself as the host i'll also blame steven igo for his weird mood he was in wow, during was, hour three weird. i feel like our first two hours were really good with Cruz and courtney layton courtney layton and coach mcneil and they do i feel like those hours went great this last you hour get, you get a guy on like steven igo bit of a head case kind of a me guy this is like a post-game interview vibe hey clip uh wednesday on prl how can we fix how can we fix the third hour well, we're going to bring in Bryce Williams, and I'm going to assume Bryce is going to have a good attitude, as he always does. If he doesn't, I can't I can't well. put the whole show on him. I have to do my part to bring the energy, bring the funk, bring the noise, well, and make it a strong hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Well, thank you for your time. Me and Anna actually kind of – we stayed in this weekend. <laughs> and did nothing so you got to carry the whole hour tomorrow by yourself i ain't got nothing to talk about in the pyradio outdoors <laughs> if that's the case then we'll just dive into what he and anna actually did indoors what did they eat let's not dive into what that. did they watch that's privacy that's privacy Whoops. uh invasion all right chandler you're doing a hell of a job i gotta say let's uh take our final time out we'll come back wrap up this tuesday edition as we limp to the finish line on pirate radio live we're back after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a rough day on the stock market today. The Dow fell 482 points and closed at 33,596. The NASDAQ is down 166 at 13,381. S&P also fell 44 points closed out the day at 4304 That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back at, into the show. Here is Clip Rock. All right, welcome back, Shirley Rhodes. We've also got CJ, a.k.a. Content Junkie Schaefer and Chandler Honeycutt here. Uh, we had a chandler tells me i need to stay in my lane moment during the break because campbell has first and third nobody out and yells her. josh gross is pitching and i said this is gross and i said i'm not joshing around and chandler said you know what it's time for you to do get back in your lane and stay and there stay in it and i need somebody and stay put i need somebody like that to remind me when i get out of my lane to get back there and I appreciate you being that guy. Like, I'm a constant, like, I'm a cop that stays behind you in that lane the whole time. <laughs> what's what's you, that song? This is how it was. It, this is how you remind me, or whatever the name is. Nickelback? Yeah, Nickelback. Yeah, but what is that? What's the reference? Yeah, we need this to know is, a reference. This is how you remind me. He was reminding you to stay in your lane. All right, I'll allow it. You know what, Shirley? I think you might want to stay in your lane. <laughs> 
heard it now. Charlie, what am I doing right now? <laughs> grasping Reaching? At, grasping at straws. straws. <laughs> Screw y'all. Look, we're on a four-lane highway. Everybody's in their own lane. I come back from a three-day fantastic vacation. You guys are... <laughs> trying to you know this is how we give me the you business back. yeah we eased you in for two hours and 58 minutes and then <laughs> knock you down oh the show's over you stop babysitting the boys we're back <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll uh see you fine people Friday, wednesday three o'clock pirates trying to get out of a jam here against campbell we'll have a full recap for you coming up on wednesday's edition of pirate radio live also a hoops preview for you as well so a lot of ecu athletics to talk about coming up on wednesday's show for shirley Rhodes, cj schaefer and chandler honeycutt i'm clip brock we'll talk to you wednesday at three so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation